what's up we are back with episode 13 of the deluxe version yep <laughs> uh back at it again if you didn't know the deluxe version it's a podcast where creators critique and converse on content and concept i am your creator of creators daryl the sharp and i got yet another guest in the building uh miss kendra croft in the building hey welcome <laughs> i haven't had a lady uh on this podcast in a while like the uh if you didn't know already i've been doing like the the podcast start like every single week but I just realized it's been like niggas, 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 niggas. So, so I just want—I just wanted to switch it up, have a little diversity. Like I don't think I've had uh, a lady on the podcast since maybe episode eight. Damn. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Yeah, it has—it has been. I—I don't, I don't. I think it's just been—it's just been a, a moment of times. I've really—it really depends on who I ask or who's available. So I—I kind of want to be better on that on my on my homework and having more of a diversity when it comes to bringing so people on. Ladies were busy because they out here working. Yeah. I will say yeah, that yeah. that's no that I think that's real talk. <laughs> I think that's real talk because uh, a lot of times I will ask people, but they be like, "Oh, you, make sure you ask me a week ahead of time." Like niggas be like, uh, yeah. niggas be, be like, we'll exactly. Be like, they be like, make it, make sure you ask me a week ahead of time because I don't think I can ask. Like, it's very few people I can ask like the day before, like or maybe like a couple hours before you come through and just talk to me. Uh, <laughs> so shout out, shout out to people being busy. Shout out to people who actually just like as soon as I. I click, uh, I just ask their, the one to come through. Much appreciated. Uh, but yeah, motherfuckers don't know about you, so tell them about yourself, uh, Kendra. What you want to <laughs> uh, let's, let's just talk about, uh, first of all, uh, where you from? I'm from Texas. All right. Small town Texas, my Texas, 409, big money Texas. Oh, shout, shout it out. Oh, all of it. you want to shout out the zip code or something? It's, it's, did, oh. oh, area code, 409. Oh, 409, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. I think area code is way better than zip code because yeah. it's too specific. With, it's, it's too specific with zip codes. Like, it just switches up just it, off one block. Well, it, it tells people, the people, because now you shouted out your city. So when you say your zip code, then the people know what part of the city you're from. And you might not want to own up to what part you might be. You know what I'm saying? People might think you're bougie. People might think, you, you know, so you oh, that's the be like oh you from there oh yeah, yeah. So now, now you've caused yeah. the divide when you just called yeah. unity by saying your city exactly so. yo that's that's kind of rough but uh but what do you do exactly like yeah <clears throat> what you do yeah um i'm a copywriter in mm-hmm. advertising this lovely industry uh some of my friends think i'm a hip-hop head i don't know if i deserve that yet but i do love the culture um and I'm just out here in LA trying to figure out why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah, we're just basically trying to figure ourselves out. I uh, did you always picture yourself being in LA? No, not not at all. Would you Would you picture yourself? being I was going to New York. Everybody. No, real talk. That was me too. Like as soon as because we're uh, yeah we're both a part of like forays like forays associated. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, like as soon as that uh, program, the program entered for me specifically, I was like, I see myself in New York. This is gonna happen. But then next thing I know, that shit doesn't work out, and then I feel like I, I still feel like I got to LA by accident. Oh, I totally got here. By yeah, accident. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was. Everybody who knows me know I was going to New York. Everybody, I was like, nope. Where else am I going? <laughs> Nowhere else. I go. So I did a program out there. Lived out there for what two, three months? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Two through May, um, and then. I was working at Translation, which was a dope ad agency as an intern. So I was like, um, this is where I'm supposed to be. Went back to school. Then I had to get a job. New York wasn't really feeling, wasn't really feeling my zip code at the time because, you know, they like to hire people if you're in town. Yeah. But then I got a job. Um, one of my friend referenced me or referred me for an internship at an agency in L.A., which I was like, all right, I guess. 
Um, and then they offered me a job. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to. I can't not take it. I can't not. Like, it's literally getting a job right out of college. Well, like, I, I got, I, okay. My mama felt better about it, though. So mm-hmm. she was not having New York. Who would you say, like, inspires you? Like, um, or where did you, when did you first see these, these like, copywriting aspirations from? When did you, when these first set out when you were a little shouty? Well, I was a little shouty. <laughs> copywriting, I mean, like, the aspiration is to be creative, right? It's mm-hmm. one of those things that I think every creative, even in advertising in any industry, if you look back, you're like, I was always creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until it, it was like, okay, I need to be creative and make money, which is when you started picking a major in college. And fortunately enough, at University of Texas, we had a creative sequence and a uh, creative track in the advertising program in the College of Communication. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, it was like the number one advertising program in the world, in the country, not world. So I was like, well, I guess I'm here. Let's try this because it looks like I can make money and be creative at the same time. Um, got in the program, got into the advertising, switch majors, got in. Um, got into the first, got into the portfolio sequence, which is where you figure out what you are. Swore I was an art director. Told everybody I was an art director. Art director tried to make a logo. I knew Photoshop. Look Our, at you, big shit. I, 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 I was <laughs> like, I'm an art director. Yeah. Our first assignment, we had to do a hundred ideas and just grind them out. Mine were all words. Every single one was words, like two pictures. All I do is think in words. Everybody came by and was like, you're a copywriter. You're, and I was like, no, stop. Stop telling me. Went I know I, what I am. I was like, <laughs> I know myself. Went through an identity crisis and was like, I'm a copywriter. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's grind out this writing thing. I guess you were destined to be a copywriter. Mm. So you just had to get adjusted to it? or Destined is a heavy word. Right. <laughs> Or, That's right. when I realized that copywriting would be my paying your first paying. job. Then what are, what other passions did you have? Or uh, do you feel like, what was like the leading pathway to that? Like, uh, I think in the past we talked about, I've talked with other, other other guests about how maybe projects in school, they inspired them or yeah. maybe something they saw as a kid. Maybe there was a certain movie they liked or a certain thing that they listened to. Was there something like that as a kid that, that basically pushed you in that creative path? Uh, into the creative path? Like, you just saw something dope, and you're like, I want to create something just like that, or I want to be just like Yo, that. Yo, okay, so, damn, you trying to get personal. No, I mean, I, future goals yeah, and shit. It's I cool. mean, I, a share for a share, I'll share, I'll share some shit too. Nah, it's all good. It's really not even, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. My childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, No, so, like, I'm, I, I love black people um, and black <laughs> culture, so, like, black culture drove me first. Like, I wanted to be... Bob Johnson. I wanted, and then when Deborah, I was like, I need to be Deborah. I want to own BET. Um, so like that wasn't even a creative thing, but it was. It like I saw. I was like, what drove me to be? I was just, oh, oh, oh I got it. I what got, Spike I got Lee it. movies? I got it. I got it. Kindergarten. Okay. Kindergarten. This is what this was my creative breakthrough. Kindergarten. We had to make kites so we had to cut out these kites and put this little poem in the middle and then they had all these little different color shapes that you were to decorate the border of your kite with well i decorated the border of my kite and then the teacher like pulls it and showed it to the class and i was like excuse me or no no the teacher came over to talk to me about my kite and i was and she was like oh it's beautiful long story short apparent i had taken the shapes and made little characters 
And apparently they really just wanted you to put one shape like flat. Like it was just one shape, one shape, one shape. You just went above and beyond on all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I they was like, like why yeah. wouldn't I be creative? I mean, it's not they... my fault. I'm just this damn creative. I was yeah. like, and she came to me and was like, well, you weren't supposed to use that many, but this is really cute. I was like, <laughs> so what you trying so try to say that, like, what you trying to say? So that was, I, no, 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 that really stood out to me. It's funny because it's like, that's when I that's was That's crazy like, that you remember that. Oh, yeah. it was a moment yeah. because I because I was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, technically, I didn't listen to the instructions, mm-hmm. but it was cuter than everybody else's. So it was like, it was their self-expression. So that was like the first time I think that creatively. Yeah, and it stuck with me forever. Just stunting on them, like, with no effort. I wish I still had that kite. I, I feel like that you probably had that around for a while. Like that, was that on like a refrigerator or something? No, no, I probably hung it up in my room. Or oh. my mom probably hung it up in my room. Much respect. Uh, There's a lot of art projects I still wish I had. How do you how do you want to be remembered? Or what's what's something like if you could describe maybe your let's let's start first with your style. Like if you could just describe your style in a word, or maybe the impact you want to make as a creative, what would it be? Like in one word. Oh man, there's this great quote that I have on my wall at work that I'm not gonna remember and I'm gonna butcher at this very moment. Yeah, I don't I can't not even gonna try. So it doesn't matter. Um the impact on the world, like such a big thing. I've honestly been thinking a lot about what is an impact on the world. What does art impact? Like what is the purpose of everything? But I don't, it's like, it's one of those things where I'm kind of just taking the path as it comes at me. Like there are things that I think in all of our lives as creative and who we are that will constantly bug you and are always nipping at your heels. And those are the things you're supposed to do. And those are the things you're supposed to have an impact on. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I said, like like I've when I look back at just childhood, like I've always wanted black authors and black books and always interested in black culture. And so like, so I was like, well, blackness isn't leaving me. Like, that's one thing that mm-hmm. I'm going to always care, be interested in, want to spare their stories. Like, that's going to be my focus no matter what. Hopefully, like, you know, that's going to be a damn, a leader of my uh, career path. Hip hop, music, culture, like, those are, they're just things that have always stuck with me. So those are things I know I want to have an impact on industry wise, but until I've but it's still a learning process right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where or how. Oh, so I don't know where or how. So there's this, um, I used to love Humans of New York. Um, I used to watch, read. Oh, all true, true. I used to read all those stories. There's one story that stands out to me. And it was this little black boy that he interviewed. And he asked him what he, what he wanted to be or something. And the little black boy answered the question and said, um, he said he told he told a story about he said oh he told a story about what he learned in school and it was about bridges, and he told all these details he knows about bridges and he said, um, I but I and he ended it with like I don't know how to make the bridge I don't know where the bridge will build but oh but I know I need to build a bridge in Wisconsin. I'm butchering that. Yo, that even that. That's how random that came. It was and, it was so random, but it was so beautiful. Like God. he felt like he was like he was just predestined to, to just do this one incredible thing. Basically, is that it? Basically, but he didn't know where. He didn't know how. Like he was like, I want to build. No, this is it. I want to build a bridge in Wisconsin, but I don't know where that is. Like, <laughs> where, where, where Wisconsin is, or where he didn't know where it was. Like it's like I but I know there are people there and they need a bridge. Yo, that's it incredible. It was the deepest shit I've ever read. 
that's what it was. I want to build a bridge. I want to build a bridge in Wisconsin, but I don't know where that is. But I know that there are people there, and they probably need a bridge. That's incredible. Like you almost feel like like you know your purpose, but you're almost like preparing for your purpose. Exactly. I think that's how I feel feel lately for sure. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like even with this podcast, I, I'm just basically just making shit, and just I don't know. I guess I'm preparing for whatever that next step may be. But I'm just basically trying to enjoy myself, or basically building up whatever is ready. Like you know. I don't know, this, this is going to be, like, so out of the way, but, like, if aliens were coming and you're, <laughs> if aliens were coming and you're almost, like, preparing for, for this invasion, I think that's how, like, this is off topic, but this is how I feel about joggers. Like, I feel like joggers are preparing for the apocalypse. This is how you feel about joggers. Joggers, because, like, I'll see, like, I, I just see joggers running, and I'm like, why are, I know, I know it's to be fair. Why like, are they running? Why, why are they running? <laughs> I, I feel like they're preparing for, like, an apocalypse or something. Is there something I don't know? Uh, exactly. Like, like they, they just want to outrun me when, when shit goes down. And I'm, That's a plot to a movie, though. That, like, all of a sudden, it's like more and more joggers, and they're all running exactly. the same direction. And you're like, oh, shit, it's happening. <laughs> I'm following yeah. them. Like it's, like, it's almost like a fire drill. Like, you just see all these joggers <laughs> running one way, and they're just preparing for you. And like, hmm, they've been doing that for a while. And then next thing you know, shit goes down. And you're like, oh, shit, that's what they've been, pre- been preparing for. But Shit. yeah, that's what goes on in my head. But uh, but are are there maybe any any heroes that you had like uh like you like you were saying like with BT or anybody was there any other any other heroes growing up? Hero that, is a big word. Um, or someone like someone you inspiration. Easily, someone exactly, I like to. someone you idolize. Like um, even like for the dumbest reasons. Like I remember I've had a few a few idols in the past, and it it wasn't necessarily one to be them, but I just like their impact. Like. With uh with Lupe, uh even with Donald Glover now and then I remember I was like really into Jason David Frank the White Ranger like that was like my fa- that was like my hero at one point and I remember I tried to write a letter to him when I was like seven but I didn't know what the fuck to send it so that was your yeah. guy yeah you didn't know you had, you didn't oh I don't know where you would send that yeah exactly like I it's think it's not like a fan club exactly I looked, I. I I did that shit too, but but, uh, but, but yeah, who did you like? Who did you look up to? Or look up to as a kid? Like looking, I, I don't. I was a weird kid, man. Um, I didn't really like look up to anyone besides my parents as a child. Like they, they were my heroes. Um, but like look up to when would I start? There's artists, I started appreciating artists, basically, mm-hmm. and definitely when it came to, like, music, hip-hop music, um, but even then, like, I can't even give you, like, a superfluous answer, like, or, like, or let's, let's, uh, I don't know, let's try to sample the, your time frame, like, what were you, what were you maybe listening to at the time, what was, like, what was, like, in rotation for you that you remember, and maybe that's, that's maybe a bottle, uh, a moment in time of maybe where you were at as a person, as a, at the time. Which time though? <laughs> Damn, you already be so specific. Sorry, but that's, that's the point. That's the point of this conversation. Uh, that's high school, cause high school, cause I think oh, like, high like, like you know how people oh, talk shit. about yeah, you know how people one. talk about how like uh, basically what you listen to in high school is basically where you're gonna listen to the rest of your life. That's what I'm saying. I can tell you every. I could probably break down my whole music, whatever. But high school's like yes. Good one. All right, break that's it down. No, no, no. I don't want to break it down. Okay. Oh, I. <laughs> I'll do whatever. Oh, I'll, I'll break mine down then, cause. I think the one thing I like about this podcast is that people don't really get a chance to know me either. So yeah. just me, me spilling things about. We don't. Yeah, exactly. I first met Daryl. He didn't speak until the tenth time I met him. Are you serious? No, I'm not. Uh, but that's how it felt. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think it's. 
I'm the kind of person I realize I like to talk with a purpose. Like, I'm not, I don't like saying dumb shit because I'm so insecure about what the fuck did I just say? What did I just say? <laughs> or, I or people say this a lot. Like, uh, I, uh, everything I say, I want it to be like meaningful. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, I remember this specifically when I was, when I first got to LA, when I was, I was at 72U. I, I wouldn't speak that much, but every time I said something, it was basically maybe like a funny comment or it was maybe some, some, something out of the way to to keep things going but it was something that was just in my head and I didn't want to just say things just to fill in the gaps yeah. I wanted to say something that that meant something to me yeah. or something that just was like a staple a staple I didn't want to 72 you the books no the the 72 and sunny program oh I didn't know that. I, they don't deserve a shout out where I'm not really trying to give oh, them a shout out my bad. no I'm it was, it was just a further uh explanation but <laughs> but what were we talking about? Um, uh, hip hop music. Oh yeah, hip hop music. You were listening to at the time, or yeah. or I guess I was gonna go. Uh, yeah. I was listening to. I was basically listening to a lot of nineties. Like I was, re, uh, finding myself with nineties music. Like I really got into tribe. Like low end theory was for sure what I got into. I, I still remember where I, where I was the first time I heard low end theory. I was really into uh thirty six chambers. Of course, Lupe. The cool was probably, this high school. This was high school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the cool definitely because shout out to Freddie Boateng, he was the one that really got and Alex Michelle, they were the ones that really got me into Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, I thought that nigga was corny at first with with Kick Push, and then he became <laughs> my nigga, basically. Another, <laughs> um, and, and then that's about it. Your turn. My turn. High school was Houston music in rotation. Zero, Mo City, Don, the whole way. These sound so familiar to me. Zero. I'm I'm being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't disrespect that. I, I just know like the few. Zero. I just know the few people like isn't Lil Flip from from Houston. <laughs> yes. Lil Flip isn't Mike Jones from Houston. Yes, you know the mainstream. Exactly. I just know the mainstream. Not. Like so, if I. Zero was like zero. Zero was the most depressing. <laughs> angry zero was like i don't like all the white boys like i like the white boys listen to them like they would give me cds wait like, so you weren't your feelings and it was and like maybe like high school is freaking high school like yeah. it's it's high school no matter who you are and it's not easy i don't think but zero was just like but what was the thing with zero was first zero song i ever fell in love with was called um thug and it was an acronym t-h-u-g and it was true hero under god and it was a whole song and it was all bars and he didn't curse and he's cursing everywhere like he's just used to curse so he everything so like i'm i'm pretty much a goody two-shoes like my mama like very raised in the catholic church like it's just like there's things that you don't cross right but so with that, I was like, you took your art and talent and proved that you can do it without like a crutch of cursing or without a crutch of hoes and bitches. Like that's hip hop. Like that to me was like great. So then I dove in all this other music. And the thing is like, he's coming from a, it's just real. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like, this is shit I've been through. This is life. And it's melodic and it's like aggressive, but it's because his voice is very aggressive. And he's very, like, he's like, so him and Trey the Truth were a, uh, Oh, no, Trey the Truth. I bet yeah, you do. Yeah. But Trey's still out here. So they were a duo called Assholes by Nature, ABN. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, and Trey's voice is aggressive as well. But their music, it was like, like M16 is literally a whole song, just guns, just firing off. Like it's, it's aggressive, but it's still melodic. And Houston had a way of, Houston music has a way of just vibing out at the same time. And that's what I loved about it. Like mm -hmm. it was so good. And it was like, it was 
wordplay was so good. Random question, is Lil Kiki from Houston? Yes. I just know about Lil Kiki because <laughs> I remember Hoops was in a video. Was in one of, one of his videos. Was in one of Kiki's videos? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, she was. Oh, okay. Because I remember, oh. I remember that specifically because I think uh, Paul Wall was in it too. And then... <laughs> There's an interrogation scene where he was, where one of the guys was like, "I don't know no little Kiki, I don't know no little Kiki," yes. but like, um, but that's Kiki that's not. great. Like, I don't know too much about the the Houston music culture, so it's good to to hear about that because you only hear about it from maybe Drake ad libs, or... and that's terrible. Like it's, when, Dr- yeah. oh my god, like go into it, go in, go in. <laughs> the thing is, when Drake Drake is the smartest strategic mother, mother- oh here. Because when Drake came out and he did November 8th, everybody in Houston knew. You probably don't even know what that beat is originally. No. Mm -hmm. June 27th, the classic Big Mo, and Big Mo is my heart and soul. The classic Big Mo freestyle. And Drake did it, and we loved it, and it was great. But I was like, Drake will go. Drake took a little Houston, you know, sprinkle a little bit. Goes to New Orleans, sprinkle a little bit. Like, goes to, now he's in all the islands. Like, he just, mm-hmm. he's good. He's strategic, and he's good at it. It's, it made me angry, but it I can't make be angry because it's so good. Like, so good. But, yeah, when Drake came out with November 8th, I was like, this is, this is so wrong. That's wild. But I like it. <laughs> that's, that's how it usually goes down. Like, something is just amazing. Like, you know where the vibe came from, but it's, it's almost like exceeding the vibe. Yeah. In a way. But I think that's how we are as people. Like we we adapt because we want to make something better. Like it's the same thing with samples. For example, people are bringing back this whole I don't know '90s vibe, and and yeah. it's coming back together, and people are just appreciating it from that. That leads me to something that's uh, that I, I was thinking about. Basically, how everything is basically rooted from nostalgia, but it comes from the idea that it depends on how obvious the nostalgia is. Yeah. The one thing I was thinking about with that was with all these fucking reboots that are happening because apparently, uh, movies don't have movies plots anymore. Movies don't have plots anymore. <laughs> Sequels are basically very, very obvious now. Like, oh, the first one's about this guy. The second one's gonna be about his son. So, so shit like that. Yeah. Or even with reboots, because I was thinking about the new Raven Simone reboot, Raven Zone. Yeah. Like how niggas will do shit like that just for closure, like. I, I'm not going to lie. I watched the first episode just for closure, but after that, you lost me. So what... Okay, I saw the, like, post about it, or I mm-hmm. saw Raven's reboot, and was it Raven or was it Disney? Who wanted this? I feel like... I mean, Raven might want it for a check, but that's about it. That's what... I'm like, does she even care about that shit anymore? I mean... Because th- it seems like she's gone on and... I remember she announced it on... Didn't she have a TV show? Or... No, when she was on The View. That right. was it. Yeah. Yeah, she announced it then. But I feel like she could go in so many other other directions. Even with, uh, did you see? Did you watch Master of None? I watched up to like four episodes. So. Oh well, uh, I mean this isn't really a spoiler. But in I think yeah. the last episode, Raven Simone is in it. And she has this. She has like a a, a TV show. She's she's she has uh, she hosts a TV show. Interesting. Basically, and it's like a cooking she's show. She's out here collecting checks. And exactly. She's just a and what's funny is like it's, it was like a fictional TV show, but it kind of worked. So I see. Yeah. So it was really interesting. No, yeah. To- nostalgia is like a driver because a lot of, also with Houston music, or why I got so latched on to that specific genre of hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up on oldies, like Temptations. Like, I grew up on oldies. Mm-hmm. So, music that took music that I listened to by my mama, mm-hmm. and then they made it like. They hip-hop. flipped it into something they more modern. Yeah. And it was like, 
what? Like, you're like, what's this? I'm like, magic? I could yeah. almost listen to this with my mama. Like, <laughs> and the funny part is, I also grew up with Big Brother, but my mama would definitely go yeah. to school singing, uh, trunks keep popping, tops keep dropping, and like, That's she would definitely up. go to work. Like, wait, what's that? Uh, that one Houston fest that Drake has. I, don't know. I told you, Drake. I don't. Uh, Drake in Houston is not. Because I was gonna ask if you went to it or if you or what your thoughts were on it. No, but, um, Houston Fest. I know he does like like, like a Trey Houston weekend a Houston or something. Day. Yeah, Trey has like the Houston day like and um, I it so Houston there was which I want to look more into because so there was a screwed up clip. There was Swisher House, which is yeah know, yeah Slim Thug mm-hmm. and all of them, um, and then there was a screwed up click which which was Big Mo, bro. Like, it was a whole bunch of people. Kiki, the, like, all these, like, it was a squad. Um, but I was listening, no, I was looking back at my old Big Mo album, and, it, and they say the first, the first major independent label, and I want to really research into, like, the facts or not behind that, because I thought that was so interesting. Really? This is, like, the 90s, so, or, like, the early 2000s. So, I wanted to know, like, are you really the first independent? Like, Yeah, like, what is independent, really? At that time, though, mm-hmm. I think, like, at that time, independent was independent. Yeah, because, like, you like, needed yeah, a label exactly. at that time. So, you saying independent is, you're independent. How do you feel like, uh, like, this, uh, growing up with, uh, especially that kind of style of music, have you, how do you feel like that's reflected on maybe you as a creative? Um, It keeps me, that style, like... Well, I guess, like, it honestly gets me through as being a creative. Like, it gets you really? through, like, the struggle. Like, because a lot of what I love about music and songs that I gravitate to now, but it also depends on the stage of my life. Mm-hmm. Songs that I gravitate to now, though, it's, like, being, like, how, being an independent artist, how are you able to creatively express or being on this or, it's just, like, what I love about hip hop music is it's a hustle and it's like a goal. It's like we're all trying to achieve something. Yeah. And as a creative, that's it's literally a winding still trying to achieve. It's basically achieve, like an American dream, which is it's just kinda interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all just trying to achieve. So the music, any way you spin it, Gucci, it, like I don't know why Gucci was first first came, but anybody like you he's listen the god. to it, <laughs> you listen to it and it's like you're trying to achieve something. Yeah, like it's definitely like it definitely ties into maybe like the American dream of the like the immigration period back in Back in like the early nineteen twenties and shit, about how people like came to Ellis Island. Like I feel like maybe all this, all this music maybe like a rap Ellis Island in a way. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they said it was Rec Shop Records, which is SU Rec Shop. Quick, but they um. That makes you think of the Ghetto Boys said. for some reason. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah. It says first major independent record label presents, and I was like, what? I thought it, um. Don't know if that was true. You know, I thought No Limit was maybe the first independent, or maybe it might. And that's yeah. like you know, like that's very facts. Like I would totally believe that. Like, yeah. Because I would just I want to kind of just go look up and kind of do a timeline and mm-hmm. dig because I'm like, you could have just been saying that exactly, yourself, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like things weren't really like on record now, like with the internet and everything. Right. Uh, what would you say is maybe a dream collaborator? Like, who would you love to collaborate with? collaborate with and then after this i kind of have a bit on on my thoughts on collaboration collaborate with as in create something right yeah uh collaborate with or maybe maybe work with learn from oh my god that's oh i would honestly ah shit shit gerard carmichael 
Oh, true, true. I was bouncing between Tyler. So I've been looking a lot at creatives holistically now lately, and I was bouncing between Tyler the Creator and Gerard. Carmel. That came out, came out of nowhere, like Tyler the Creator. Like he's he's been very low key too lately. And yeah, Tyler like. Yeah, Tyler is so interesting as a creator, like mm-hmm. literally just as a creator. Yeah, because like definitely because as a musician, that's maybe like a small piece of it. It's but such a small piece. Yeah, because I'm not really a big fan of his music. Like it's mm-hmm. a little too much for me. But as a creator, I'm what a he's fan built of, and everything, it's been yeah, what he's built. Mm-hmm. Like just being himself, like not no, like just being himself. Yeah, like, physically everything, everything is himself as far as we know. Like people don't give him enough credit, but I. I would say he definitely led the way with with this whole independent movement, like even before Chance, because I remember like he was turning down offers right and left yeah. with without Future, and then eventually they just got like a distribution deal. Oh yeah, so yeah. so they don't give him enough credit for that, but he's been willing to just go his own path and not take no for an answer. You don't really, and that that's beautiful because a lot of people will give into the money to that that first check. I was gonna say because he's making a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. like. Going to Camp Flognob, that's where I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, Tyler. Like, it's all branded. It's all you. Your toys, are, like, you've made your own prizes for the games. You've put a sh- your store. Like, this thing got furniture, all that shit. Everything. Yeah. Like, he said, if I want to create it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. The fashion show, like, yeah. And so I just watched the Cherry Bomb documentary. And I still need to watch it. So yeah. Good. Like, so just Tyler, so simple, so good. Mm hmm. But what about Tyler? If I want to collaborate, I'm going to draw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because uh, yeah, cause I feel like Tyler would have his own way. Uh, I think the same thing with, he's like such a personality that he wants it his way 100%. Like with him or Travis Scott or Kanye, they, they have a vision and they just want to fulfill it 100%. Well, yeah, but that, yeah, totally. That's what, watch Terry Bomb. I need to, yeah. Said. I think, no, I remember I had tickets to the screening that he did a couple of months ago, but I couldn't go because I, I was I, I just couldn't make it over there. Oh, I don't think damn. I could get off work in time. But uh, have you been to the Downtown Independence, like this theater downtown? No. It's it's really cool. They they have they have screenings there sometimes. This guy John Wayne he had a screening there for mm-hmm. for his album rap called Rap Album Two, mm-hmm. where he's this fat white white rapper guy. Interesting. But uh, he was having this <laughs> he was having this screening where basically the album was playing while he was filming himself driving a car. Mm-hmm. And he was going through all all through LA and stuff. It was really interesting. Stuff like that is cool, but what would you uh, what would you say about yourself? That wait, what are some goals that you that you feel like you've achieved in the past six months? It's, it's like it's halfway through the year. We're halfway through the year. What were some goals that you set for yourself, and what do you feel like you've actually achieved? Oh my god, you wanted my New Year's resolutions? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hit me with them. If, um, if you're still if you're still going with them, and you didn't really you didn't really pull out like around the second week of January. I didn't put a label on it as a New Year's resolution. No labels. No I just labels. I just don't want labels in my life. No okay? labels. I'm a vocal. <laughs> no, I. Uh, so I did set a goal though to read a book a month. I'm a month and a half behind. But oh, did you read Charlemagne's book? I've not read Charlemagne's. Oh, I haven't book. read it either. I, I buy the audio book and listen to it. But you listen. I I will. I haven't heard it. I want. It, I'm gonna read it. I'm going I said I was gonna read it. I'm. I was avoiding yeah. it because I felt like it was too early for him to write a book. Really? I did. Go- but I had just come off Angie's book. And oh, Angie's yeah. book was like she's been through so experience. Much, yeah. Like that was dope. And Charlemagne is like, I don't know, like it's kind of books to me. I like I like for you to go up and go down and then look back. And Charlemagne has put a book out at his peak. So it's like Is that the best time though? Like and then the I, sequel yeah, the I mean, sequel will be the downfall? 
but I also it's more so me being interested in Charlemagne's journey than him giving me life advice that I want. I feel like he's been through enough. Like I've I've listened to a few times on like his podcast episodes where he talked about the shit he went through when he was like selling drugs and yeah, all that. Yeah, we all know Charlemagne's yeah. story, but like I don't know, I don't know. So I'm gonna read it though because I do I do think that I do like his commentary and I do like him. So I know I'm gonna read it, but I'm a I got a lineup and it's got to come later in the lineup. So it might not get done. Yeah. I think it's more of an advice book than anything. And at least it's, it's not fake advice. Like it could have been like, I could see DJ Khaled doing a book. Wait, Yo, he, he does have I a book. I want to do Wait, he does DJ have Khaled a book. book. My bad. He, he yeah. does have a book. I, I probably won't read it though. Um, But what yeah, you? but I just came off two advice, but like I just read, um, I'm judging you, Lovey's book. And then I'm on, I went back to read Awkward Black Girl, Issa's book. Which oh, are both I still need to read it. Real life advice. Like, I feel like they're kind of all in the same genre, mm-hmm. just they're different perspectives, which is always good because they, they all have different brands. But so I'm kind of, I want to chill. I want to go into like fiction and more like book books and a little. Before the fiction, though, are you excited for Kevin Hart's book? No, <laughs> I figured you were gonna say no. I don't know, like Kevin. Kevin's Kevin's amazing. I don't amazing, see the point of him what, writing a book either. What's the yeah. book? Like what? What is it called? Laugh, don't laugh. This isn't funny. Something's funny about. I mean, this. your guess is as good as mine. I don't know what the I'm hell to, that the, the, the name of that up. book. I just know the cover is like him with a whole bunch of dogs, a whole bunch of puppies. Yeah, which bunch, is cute. Yeah, they like ones on his head. He's holding one. It's a it's a nice picture. Um, I'm about to look up the name. Cause I it's appreciate like, the art direction. I didn't even look up to see what the book was about. I think he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing a book signing too. Either I think next week or the week oh, after at the Grove. Yep, that's where the I usual can, spot is. I can't make this up. Oh, that's what. Oh, it's that's life it. less. It's another life lessons book. Life lessons with Kevin Hart. And again, it's probably gonna be a great book, fully entertaining, gonna give you life lessons. But it's just a different life lessons, but a different person's brand. I'd rather just them just have maybe maybe have an event or maybe like they give like a TED talk or something instead of me buying a book. Yo, TED talks. We need more TED Talks from these people. We that do, shit would be yeah. Lit. But TED Talks, yeah. I don't watch enough TED Talks, but they TED need Talks. to get more people on. Like, I, I've seen Kid Cudi's one was really good. Kid Cudi's was so good. Yeah. Actually, I thought about this the other week and I was like, Is that a goal of yours? Do you want to do a TED Talk? A, not to do. I want. I want to do like a hip hop TED Talk series. Like That's I want to make rappers fun. No, talk. So, uh, talk about like before that. Talk about your showcase that you're doing. Uh, the hip hop showcase. No, the first one you did. Oh. Yeah. The music, yeah, the music showcase at yeah. that at that office, yeah, yeah. So, um, because that, that just reminded me of that. Shout out to my agency. So yeah, no, we started. Um, so Castner and Partners is where I work, and um, oh, we sell. Well, so we're double as we're an entrepreneurial agency. So we sell cars out the office. So we have a Castner's garage. Flex. Um, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> so we have a Castner's garage, and so the garage. Um, so. Anyway, so the garage, so we needed ways to bring people in because we just moved our office into like this dust off place. Um, so to get people in the office, I also have a friend, shout out to Olu Bliss, the homie. Um, whole Asby Arrive crew, shout out to all them. The whole crew, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he had just put out his EP and I was like, how can I help you? Like, I, you know, I like music. I want to support you just as a friend. And then I was like, what if you did a sh-? And he was looking to do actually shows and agencies, which I was like, yep. Whoa, yeah. Take um, it back like Connie style. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's what like, when I was at a larger agency, we had artists come through all the time. Like it's definitely opportunities mm-hmm. for you to be in actual ads and put your brand out. Mm-hmm. 
I never thought of it that way. Like, oh yeah, th- no. th- that's a good way to just pitch yourself and being in an ad. In ad. Just that's... let me perform that, and then mm-hmm. they they get a good look at you. That's smart. Yeah. It's so sm- like I saw that happened at my old agency where an artist came through, did a performance, and they put him in the ad, and they used his like style and and everything. Like that's yeah, they that's really smart. Is, um, that's how you, like bigger agencies get bigger artists on the rise, but. So anyway, so I just pitched to my boss like this idea of garage sessions. Like that's like bands, like it's a garage, like go old school. We got a garage, so mm-hmm. let's bring it in. And fortunately enough, Olu was able to be out here during April and he was doing shows. So it was just like, it all just worked out fast dash. We showcased his EP, Traveling Bliss. Um, I love the music. So it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Like it was a great first concert, great show. We got two more lined up coming up this summer and we're going to start uh, expanding into more creative. Like one of yeah. our, um, one of my coworkers is an author and he wrote this book called the American way and he's going to do a live book read. So now nice. working on setting that up. Um, next one is this band called distant cousin. So it's more than hip. Like it, I'm kind of nervous about, I want to bring in rappers and hip hop music, but it's kind of hard in our small space. And like, yeah. I just don't want to... Dis- you want to be like a diverse look, kind of. That, but it's more so I, want, I don't want to disrespect the art. Like, I don't want them to have to, like, contain themselves. Like, if it's someone more poetic where they can kind of just chill, because it's not a hype environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to make sure that, like, it's the right artist, the right song, and, like, they can vibe out and don't need, like, the energy and all this That's stuff. That's true. Plus, you're, like, right next to the Vivo building, so, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, because that shit is wild. But yeah, uh, let's see. Let's go into some topics that have been going on for this week. One thing. Oh wait, no. Before that, I I, I have to share my my co-host story because that made me think of the collaborator stuff. Oh yeah. All right. Because what's been interesting is that what is our, this co-host? Story? Oh, the co-host story is that uh, we are apparently yes, we are on episode thirteen, and I still feel like I really don't have a co-host, and I'm just bringing in people to come in every week and talk to me. I'm basically, I'm basically like begging people, like, can you come in and talk to me on Saturday? Like, let's have, have a, let's have a conversation. And they're like, okay, sure, my schedule allows. And I'm like, all right, bet. And I don't yeah. know, that's how I feel as a person when I when I ask people to come through. So, I mean, that's valid. Like, yeah, Neil Brennan ended his podcast. Yeah, he because feeling. Yeah, no, the reason I really want to co-host is because I, um, it was interesting on an episode of Brilliant Idiots with with Charlemagne and he was talking with academics about how the foundation really is basically them, the person who's doing the podcast and the co-host and really you shouldn't rely on guests because guests come and go and they, they basically like, they maybe they'll change maybe the, the tide of the, of the content, but having two co-hosts, it basically like sets the tone for every single episode. Yeah. That's very, yeah. Funny. Cause I feel like with, with the guests, I'm almost like adapting to what they know or what they're interested in, but I'd rather just have, Maybe a co-host, and we're we're on the same page. We just have consistent content every single week. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really been the push. Uh, it's been hard, just basically just finding maybe a consistent person to talk to every week. Like I appreciate the people who come through, but it would be nice if if I could maybe rely on somebody. I know everybody has their schedules, but maybe someone that really. Yeah, no. So if you had someone, then you can just have topics. Exactly. Like, you just go Instead of just and... like relying on asking people every single week, oh, what inspired you? Yeah. Every yeah. Si- All right, and we just we just go in because there's so much more I want to do with this podcast. So leading up to that, I actually did a Craigslist ad, like I put out, Which I, is so I put crazy out, to I put out a Craigslist ad. But look, I'm just like definitely afraid. Let me just say, I'm just definitely afraid of Craigslist. Like, it was. I don't, I don't like the interface. I don't like the way it look. It feels like those movies. Someone gonna come try to get me. Nope. I mean, it was very vague what what I put. I was just like, uh, hip hop slash culture podcast looking for a co-host. And I probably got maybe like 
maybe 10 replies. Some of them were cool. Some of them weren't. Uh, Do you think that's the best way to find a co-host? Not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the way I've, the, the podcast I listen to, it's basically just close friends and they've just decided to just talk. But yeah. I feel like I'm cool with anyone enough that they'll come every single week because everyone's busy. So it's just fine. It's just finding the time to have it because I want to do this every week. So I just need to find someone that's willing to come through every week and do it too. Uh, but the, the results have been pretty cool, have been really interesting. A lot of them were like, 40 year old people that barely have rap careers like 40 year old white See, guys yeah that have no i mean they were i'm just saying exactly, like, like, a lot a co-host, them were, yeah. like co-host is like a classic it's it's literally a device like mm-hmm. you like that's why jimmy fallon all those late night shows they have that person they mm-hmm. have that guy it's not a co-host but they have someone to bounce off of exactly like, like that's you the gotta point, have yeah. chemistry exactly like, it's gotta be rapport like you gotta be able to know that we can bounce back and forth i know how to push you you know how to push me. yeah like, it's a it's a literal talent, and I think it also takes practice. But Craigslist co-host, man, I, mean, I don't know. Craigslist. It was a shot. It was a shot in the dark. And then some, like I remember one girl. She replied. She was like super professional. She was like, "Oh, what are you like?" She was trying to know my business and shit. Like, "Oh, what what's the show about?" We're uh, I've done all this super professional stuff. I know all these people. Blah 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 blah. Uh, this has to be super professional. I'm like. You're not getting a reply. Right. Like, you're, like, <laughs> you're too little exactly. and you're too much. Exactly. Like, she was just trying too much. And then I, at the same time, I want this just to be a laid back thing. I don't really, I don't really care where this goes. I just want it something, I just want this to be something fun to do every week. Right. I don't really, I don't yeah, really care where I don't, it goes. Craigslist co host. But that you should, was, you should, you should <laughs> respond to one, not for a co host, but like do like a mock episode and yeah. like make them think that they're auditioning and actually record it. And no, some of that happened. Like, Craigslist co host. A lot of people were interesting. I probably may have them on for an, for an episode, but it wouldn't be anything further than that, probably. It would just, because a lot of them were cool. A lot of them had, like, some of them had directed music videos or some of them had done album art, and that's what I was looking for. So it would be cool to just bring them in for an episode and just talk to them. Yeah, don't get snatched. And see where that goes. Don't get snatched because we're going oh, yeah. to make a, I'm going to have to make a short film called The Craigslist Co-host. Exactly. Then, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to have to figure out what happened to Daryl Sharp. Oh, wait, was that a, that was the Lifetime movie, right? It was like Craigslist Killer or yeah. some shit. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I'm like, I'm honestly surprised. I think about a, that a lot. This is this is off topic, but I don't care. It makes me think of about Ubers and even Tinder. Oh, like, every I, time. Because I, I think about that all the time when and I go Uber on an pool. Uber and I... <laughs> when I go on an Uber and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, this person could possibly kill me. Yo, I watch way too much fucking Criminal Minds. Yeah. I am behavior and anal- analyzing your ass yeah. from the jump. Are you a Law and Order person? Do you watch? I them? used to be. Uh, you, then look, I, you seem like a Law. I was a Law and Order, but then I moved to New York and I was like, nope, can't watch that shit no more. <laughs> this is way too fucking real. Yeah. But Criminal Minds is still my shit. But bro, have you ever watched Criminal Minds? Mm. I wasn't really into like those crime shows. My oh, mom was. Man, I wasn't so really into them. They literally analyze people's behavior. You got to have these skills, man. I get into Uber. I'd be like, okay, not to be racist, but now I have your name. And I want to make sure this is your got name. Got the so license plate, all again. that shit. Yeah. License plate check. Yeah. Okay, so you look not shifty. Okay, the car is clean. Okay, wait, what is that? That's a piece of paper? Is it red? Is it blue? Nope. Okay. Mm. I'd be analyzing everybody. You got to make sure, you got to know what you're, what you're getting into. Every Makes time. sense. Cause especially in cities like this, like anything could go down. Criminal Minds has the craziest plot. So you just be like, crazy people are out here. Yeah. stuff comes out of nowhere to like the, like the dude in New York that, that ran over the people in Times See, Square. I can't, I cannot. No. Yes. I like know. stuff like that. Like, like you think about that, like you think about that hypothetically that it's going to happen, but you don't think it's actually going to happen. And then it happened. That's yeah. That was what, like even seeing the video. Did, no. I, 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 I saw the video. Yeah. It like. 
I remember because uh, Jesus and Mero, they actually described it. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, I like saw when, that. And I was yeah. like, what are y'all talking about? Like, I, yeah. I was like, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all? T-? And then I was like, oh, that must be what they were talking about. It did look like they were getting, like, in Grand Theft Auto when people get hit. Oh it did look God. like that. Like, people just, like, bodies were, like, bodies hit the floor, really. Oh, and that no. shit was wild. Mm-hmm. Can't watch that. So, yeah. Mero be watching stuff. I'm like, I cannot watch. Yeah, that shit was rough. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Oh wait! Other than that, uh, I wanted to, wanted to share one other thing. I I I had a Frank Ocean story this week. Okay. Because uh, randomly, I saw I saw Frank Ocean get into a Range Rover. Nice. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, it was probably a couple days ago. I was near LAX, and there was a coffee store, and I've probably walked by that place so many times. That yeah. that area, like the the Starbucks over there, the the bank, and everything. And then randomly, I see I turn around. I didn't know it was Frank Ocean at first. I was I was walking near an intersection for waiting for a crosswalk and then I hear a girl say, Oh, this door doesn't open. I turn around and I was like, Oh, it's just a random girl. Next thing I know, I see Frank Ocean and then nigga has pink hair. Nigga has pink hair. They're like he, that's Frank Ocean. It, that's Frank Ocean. <laughs> and then I, I only glanced for maybe like two seconds, but I knew that was him. I didn't say anything and I didn't even wanna want to try to like bum rush him and ask for a picture or anything because I know yeah. how how low key especially he is. at the airport. No, I would never, I would never yeah. harass or talk to anyone or even try at the airport. Yeah. I know how angry I am at the airport. Yeah, like TMZ is brave mm-hmm. because the airport. I'd be like, you are all like everyone should get cursed out. If you come talk to me at the airport, you should get you exactly. deserve to get cursed out. You know I'm cranky. Like yeah. I got off a flight. What? He's already so low key. So it, there was no point in even asking. I was like, I do think about it now, and I should have said something about the hair. Like oh, like I like I thought about about how if I actually could go back in time, I would say some shit like, oh, the hair elevates you. That's some shit I would say. And he would be like, word. And then some- That's that, some LA shit. I have yeah. a J. Cole story like that. All right, share it. Wait, do you, you do have tickets to the tour, right? Hell yeah. 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 This might be my first time going to a concert by myself. I, I, and I feel like it's going to be the perfect I've lost count of how many concerts I'm going to by myself. I can't. I, I, like, I'm, I like to share experience. Like, I'm so- I do, I but like I don't, to, I don't like- I don't have depend on enough people that yeah. they want to go with me, and I don't feel like asking people. Yeah, I I, I enjoy yeah. experiences way more when I have someone to share. But Jay, Cole, this album was that's so all, that's all. I just lost hope in people. <laughs> oh my god, so dark. <laughs> this album was so perfect that I was like, this is gonna be the perfect album for me to go by myself. But can I like, be honest? I haven't heard that album. I mean, that's fine. I, I listened, Honestly, to, I listened to the I'm third not, track, and I was like, I'm done. It's And that's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm, this album is not one for a lot of people. Yeah. It's a very chill. So I'm not even going to go in that conversation. But anyway, J. Cole's story is very similar. Yes, please. So we went to, you know, my friends went to the All Def Digital uh, when they had the comedy nights on Wednesdays. Oh, was he there? Yeah. Oh, shit. So I didn't, so that's what it's so. We went to the comedy night, right? And um, there are always, like, celebrities there, right? Like, mm-hmm. you see people, whatever. There's, like, because there's this... So it's general admission, right? Everyone can come in. But, oh, no, when we got there, I saw Boss and, like, um, some of the Dreamville team, like, said, like, certain people chilling in the lobby because there's, like, a mix and mingle mm-hmm. section time where you just have, like, free rock and chill before the show starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we all go into the theater. And then the host, I don't think it was Tony Rock. It was a guest host. Oh, yeah, because Tony, Tony, Tony usually, usually hosts it. Yeah. Like, Russell will be there. Like, you know, everybody. But they usually, all the fancy people sit up in the front. All the mm-hmm. rich people, you know. Um, and so, the host was talking about that boss. And he kept talking about that Cole was there. And I was like, I would see that nigga's hair from a mile away. Like, True. I don't, I'm like leaning over. I'm like, I don't see him. Like, I don't. Mm-mm. But then, I didn't realize that there's a section above that oh. you couldn't see the people up there. Because he would look up. And I was like. Is Cole here? Like, that's so random for him to be here. 
So then I let it go and I was like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. We're driving out the um, garage and just talking shit. Pull up to the little ticket booth. You know, a friend's going to pay to get out. Pull up. I'm in the back seat. thank God, because I lost my mind. Pull up to the ticket booth. I, there's a black SUV. Think nothing of it. Cole hops out the side of the SUV, jumps in the front seat, rolls the window down, hanging out. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Bruh. There was a step before that. Before we got to the car, I saw this group of niggas sitting, standing in the parking lot. And I, I saw Boss again. And, and then there was one guy with a hood on. I was like, I think that's Cole. But whatever. So now now I've just given up. And I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why when we pull up to the thing and I see him hop out, I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's lit. Like, our cars are literally right. Like, like he hopped out in my face. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm in the back seat. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. And, like, we just pulled because we had to pull out the same time. And he's just chilling in the front seat, hands hanging out the window like a regular ass nigga. I was like, you hopped in the front seat to just have the wind blow in your hair. What? Like, <laughs> what like you rolled the window like i could literally like on my car just drove by i could reach out and touch you but like that's weird exactly so i'm not but like look at you like you're right here it's you it's jermaine in the flesh it's jermaine and his hair so that was dope were you a fan of the hair or were you just grew into it (laughs) it is what it is yeah i liked it short yeah but it's weird now for me people are really yeah people are really adept like even with lupe like I was really wait. He has long dreads. Now. Yeah, he has long dreads now. Like but, long. Yeah, they're super long. Like uh, a friend of mine, uh, Sheldon McHale, he he went to the Lupe show in DC, and I, I think he had a video of Lupe jumping to "I Gotcha," and his yeah. dreads were fucking. Wait, huge. this yeah. was like last night. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the video I saw, yeah. and I was like, "That's Lupe." Yeah, yeah his dreads are long because usually are they, usually they're tied back, so yeah. you don't realize how long they are. But even when he was growing out his fro around lasers, it was just really a change for me. Cause he had uh, he had the Caesar for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. When Imagine I saw Kanye dreads, that would be weird. <laughs> it would be that weird. That would be so fucking weird. No, mm-mm. his face, mm-mm, that's weird. Wait, his face is too fat for. It's for... too baby. Like I like he has a little <laughs> cute baby face to me. He does. Let me, let me look at Kanye's face. Who do you do you picture anybody with? I don't think you picture anybody with dreads. I think they just happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be too weird. His forehead, his forehead is a very square head. A rectangle. Yeah. I was thinking the other day that I feel like... He would look very aggressive. I feel like J. Cole has like those those dirty Jesus dreads. He has the free form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Maybe does. it has to do with... Uh, he does look like black Jesus Yeah, sometimes. he does. Because <laughs> like even the beard is just all it's scruffy. All so, yeah, it's, it's all so scruffy, scruffy and everything. So he, he gets no fucks. And now they hang in his face. Exactly. And you're like, oh, like... And he like yeah. kind of flips him sometimes. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Did you listen to his uh, his Combat Jack interview? No, that Combat Jack interview was the moment that it was really changed. Good. I've listened to that interview at least ten times. Really, I love that. That's how interview. I feel with. Uh, I, th- I used to love Combat. I used to listen to Combat Jack. Yeah, all like the time. It, Combat think, Jack, yeah. hip hop podcast game. Combat Jack first. Like that was definitely the first thing I listened to. I remember going to and from work, listening Combat to that all Jack. the time. Like, yeah, he had the yeah. It was so like. Yeah, I was a Combat Jack guy, but that interview is like, it's everyone really should listen to that interview. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about it. It felt like the first time you, it was like a new, I don't know, it was just something about it that was like. It was very free, talking about how you gave no fucks anymore and all that stuff. Yeah, it was like, it was like a moment for Cole. Yeah. Like, I think that that interview was a real moment for him because it's such a great interview. Yeah. It's such a great interview, police brutality, perspective. I got all these books, like my creative, there's a book that Cole mentioned on there 
And my creative director um, just mentioned that same book. And like he's like, have you read it? And I'm like, actually. <laughs> I own it. I have it. And it's actually a very long book. I started it. and But J. Cole told me about it. And I started it a long time ago. <laughs> but it's a people's history. Like, it's so, like, that was, yeah, that interview. I took, there was two books he mentioned that I, I both immediately went and bought. Because I was like, Cole reads books? I read books. Yeah, no, that's totally. Like, that's how I felt with uh, a Gambino interview I heard he did with Noisy. Uh like this was probably around the because the internet time where he was just talking about depression and everything. And I, mm. I I really related to it too because he was talking about just how I don't know he was talking about this idea of like how things don't last forever and all this. Uh, and it, I feel like even t- to this day that that interview's really like gone into my membrane and really yeah. I really adapted with it. And I probably you probably feel the same way with the with yeah the with interview. the yeah, yeah. There's certain things that yeah. you like you you kind of uh, like it just seeps into you and yeah. immediately and you rewind and play i do that a lot with comedy right now a lot of uh stand up comedy a lot of stand-ups so like i love like i told you gerard carmichael we didn't even finish that you yeah. didn't even dig deep on my gerard yeah club. all right go into that all right gerard <laughs> no so, so like gerard i just gerard carmichael as a comedian like i don't know he's, he's out here doing something and it's great like it's tension it's conversation but it feels so organic to him but there's certain comedians so like i mean netflix has been killing it right mm-hmm. with the but the um, stand up, oh. the stand up comedy game, like um, Neil Brennan had a good one that a lot of people didn't like, but I like. Did you watch the the Tracy one, the Tracy Morgan one? I didn't see the thing with Tracy Morgan is what? Uh, what? I was never a big Tracy Morgan fan. I think he's funny to to an extent. I just I sometimes he can be a little too much, but he's good as a side character. He's like the perfect side character. See, so a stand like that's Nick how I feel about Cannon Tracy Morgan. Had, and like, and that's a lot of these. Like, I almost died, so now I'm back doing stand up. Let me show you that I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought when I saw it. And I tried Nick Cannon's. And Nick Cannon has a stand up on Netflix. Not on Netflix. He this was a long time ago, but it was when he had all his kidney failure and he almost oh. died. And he came back with his stand up, and it's like you want to hear the story, but like Nick was. Nick was corny. Yeah, was the notes, bad. the jokes just aren't standing. Like, yeah, people say, like, no, Nick Cannon's interview too on Combat Jack. That's what really got me. Oh, I really appreciate him a little I'm more because he talks about uh, basically how his come up because he was talking about how he would drive from San Diego to Hollywood to just do stand up before he even graduated high school. Like, That's interesting. Uh, how he was like the youngest uh, executive with Nickelodeon and all this stuff. Like, he talks yeah. about his hustle and everything, and it's incredible. See, I respect no, Nick no Cannon as a businessman. <laughs> no pun intended. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, that was a, that's, that's probably the most organic. It's incredible he's had. Yeah. Um, but his stand-up, his, oh no, as a businessman, as a talent seeker, as a hustler, like, I respect Nick Cannon, like, and he's he's smart, but I'm like, I don't know, his stand-up just, that wasn't really good. But Gerard, like, I love Gerard, like, we went to that show. Oh, remember? yeah, we did. He was like, yeah, cause and he was just did, working did, on material there. What did you think? Okay, I was like, what did you think of that show? He was, like, for $5, he was, I'll say, I'll, I'll... Make he a hated beat. it. Yeah. I say, say <laughs> so the excuses. He was Gerard. working on material. I feel like Gerard because you can tell Gerard you hated it, and he's yeah. like, okay. he doesn't care. No, yeah. you, it was and like, and I had seen him before that, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like see, Gerard's comedy though always felt on purpose. It feels everything about it feels on purpose, and a small little subliminal messaging that you may not all pick up on. And what I love about what he's doing with his stand-up and with getting the TV show and like the behind the scenes and the hustle and just being who he is, because it's problematic on face value, but it's so deeper every But he's time. trying to start create a conversation, he's which works. He's creating a yeah, conversation. And works. what's great about the show is, is that it takes every misconstruing, everything you may think from the stand-up 
Because the stand-up's one perspective. It's him. Mm-hmm. But the show shows every perspective around it that he cannot do. That he could, but he's not. He mm-hmm. just doesn't want to because he wants to keep it authentic for the stand-up. Yeah. And, but it still, like, starts those conversations, which... And then he doesn't even really want to have those conversations. Like, he doesn't just have them. Like, that's how he does it. Like, he literally uses his art as his tools for what he thinks should be done. Like, Yeah. Okay. You want to hear something random? Uh, a guy I went to, I was in 72 with, he wrote the intro for the Carmichael show. White guy. Wait, shout out to like Dan. Like scored it? Like yeah, the humming? Yeah. yeah, he scored it. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Dan Hall. Yeah. Dan Hall. I want to talk to you. Yeah. like uh, I have a friend who loves that. He works that. at uh, Enso. You know, so, no, what's it's uh, it's like another, it's like another agency. They do like a lot of humanity stuff, like with oh. with Google and stuff. Uh, he's a copywriter there. Dope. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Like I, I, I think the last time I saw it was a couple months ago with the last seventy two U event. But he's a really cool guy. He wrote. Does the, he play music? Uh, he used to be in a band. I forgot the name of the band. Though. How did I would be? I wouldn't want to know how that came about. Yeah, but he's a really cool guy. Like he's, uh, he was like an ambassador in China and all this other wow. stuff. He's a cool guy. Like. Uh, yeah, if you're really interested, I'll, I'll definitely. I would love to know yeah. how that came about because that's because I feel like Gerard find like you don't go to Gerard, Gerard finds you. Yeah, like, I feel like he seeks out talent. Yeah, I know they I know they have like mutual people. I just forgot exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he wrote, uh, he did the he did the intro for it, which is really interesting. Just so because that intro like it wasn't until I had a musically minded or like a sonically singer with me watching the show, and they were like that intro is beautiful. And I was like, "What? I mean, it works perfect." I do me. like the melody, how like everything yeah. comes together like that, like it starts and then everyone joins in. I do mm-hmm. like, I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Did uh, you watch any of the new episodes? I haven't. Last time I watched, last time I probably watched maybe the first two episodes and I stopped. Come on! I know it's good, but I think I don't know. I just did stopped. you watch the new stand up? I did not. I, something I have been watching though. I've been watching Chewing Gum. Oh yeah. I, saw, I just started watching Chewing Gum, and I was like, like the season one. Yeah. Or, you know? uh, I, it's we just re- had season There's only like six episodes per ep- per season, so I pretty much I'm pretty much done with it. Okay. There's like a few episodes left of season two. That sounds weird. It is like because all this British comedy is really weird. Like, I love British. Like comedy. I've never even seen the British version of The Office. That's what I f- I do not like the American The Office. Uh, I said it. You don't like the American? Nope. Bores me. Puts me to sleep. What? But I know the British version is going to be hilarious. I know it. I know uh, it. You- yeah, not an Office fan. Don't watch Thirty Rock. What else? What I else? Wa- you watch? I didn't watch. What up? Parks and Rec? Nope. I didn't watch Parks and Rec because I thought it was like uh <laughs> like a low like basically just a different version of The Office. That's the main reason I've never really been into it. Yeah. Community Community is probably my favorite show, but that's funny as hell. You don't like it? I tried. I tried twice. I tried three times. No, I'll admit the first the first few episodes are slow. Like season two, that's when it gets really funny. That's what they say about Parks and Rec. <laughs> Everybody has like season two though, but yeah. season three. But like, but you got to get to season That's how I never got into The Wire either. Like I've never seen The Wire. Now The Wire, how? You don't like crime shit. I, I don't really like crime shit. No, the reason I did watch Breaking Bad, but I, cause it started from the beginning. Like I don't, I didn't have to wait see, for anything. Like, it just, it just started from the jump. Like shit just happened. But with The Wire, people say like it's a slow burn. So, but it's like the, that's how I feel with Game of Thrones too. Like stories, yeah. and you get connected, and like I was invested. It was like, well, really, I was trying to see when does Mac Wilds come in because I had to listen to it, and I was like, oh yeah, I oh that's see true, where yeah. He comes in. So I was Wait, trying to die. That. I think does he... he die? No, he kills somebody. Oh, maybe that's it. One of the two. And then everyone in the real world tried to. I just attack. know about Omar, and that's that's the only shit I know. Like the Omar whistle. It's so good. Yeah. Like the wire. I don't know. I went back and I was like, damn. I just know the cultural references. There was one bad season though. Uh no, uh people kept saying the first season is really slower. 
I think they said either the well, second or third season is when it gets is when it's the best. I think the the second season picks up heavy. The third season goes strong. I think I'm not sure. There's one I can't even remember the numbers, but there was one season where it goes flat. And the first season establishes the characters like it does what it's supposed to yeah, do. It that establishes is point, that yeah. we're about to be long term and you got to be invested because they're gonna die. Like yeah. <laughs> like there's they're all gonna be fucked up in some way. And mm-hmm. the, you start in the first season has a they're young like you you root I root for, you're supposed to root for the young ones and. And then it all goes to shit. <laughs> uh, what, what shows are you? Uh, what shows are you excited about though? The Carmichael show. What? Not. Nah. What else? Uh oh, new season Insecure in July. That'll be dope. I'm excited. Yeah, you didn't see. You just like. Eh. I mean, it's gonna be great. Like Insecure and like all like it's it's a great. It's gonna be great. Like there's no question. There's no like. I don't even think we can like. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be, Issa's going to keep it going. Yeah, like, she's going to kill it. We're going to see where Lawrence goes. Like, that's the main reason I want to watch. I just want to see that closure. Like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. Like, and, like, with Lawrence Hive, like, are we really Lawrence Hive? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait to figure out what happens next with Lawrence's character. Were you the kind of person, like, you were on, were you on Issa's side or Lawrence's side? Issa. <laughs> Fuck. How? Yeah. Like, I mean, she's going through shit. Like, <laughs> I get that. She like didn't have she to bang was questioning. He was. He was. He was acting. He was. I don't give a fuck if that was an itch he needed to scratch. That was fucked up. I mean, that was fucked up. But like, and as I didn't even say it was itch. I'm not even on the. It was itch he needed to yeah, scratch. Yeah, I want to rewatch was, that. I'll probably rewatch it. She was looking that. at her nigga like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right? She's questioning a lot of shit right now. This fine ass nigga comes back in her life, and he's got his shit together as far as she can, and it's kind of like not even a shit together, but it's just like ah, whatever. I got this. I got the studio. Got these. And I don't even agree with that act, but I'm on her side because I don't know. Like I, I think it's just like a black woman connection right there. I can't even. I'm like yeah, but Lawrence just. I do appreciate the controversy because there's necessary. There's not necessarily a right answer because. At first, Lawrence was just like a do nothing nigga, but then exactly he, he, that's where it comes in because like if he maybe had if a stable job, if you're doing nothing, yeah. what am I? Uh, what did you want me? Yeah, I do appreciate that controversy because that kind of that kind of mixes. It doesn't make it necessarily black and white. Yeah, that's what I appreciated about the show is that it flipped. Yeah, I, I was on Lawrence's side. I was like, okay, Issa, give him a chance. Like, damn, let him get on his feet. Mm-hmm. Trying to pursue his dreams. You buying panties? Then he was fucking the shit out of her, and I yeah. was like, no. That shit was too real. Like I, like that shit was too real. She thought she was going to be <laughs> nigga, and he left her. Yeah, left nothing but the Best Buy shirt. Goddamn banker. That was what I mean. She was throwing at him. So like, if you was throwing it, like you gotta, you gotta catch banker. it. Uh, let's let's talk about some other stuff. Are you excited for the DJ Khaled album? Yeah. Grateful. Yeah. I am. No. Uh, one thing I like is that event is that he's putting a side on every single cover. Yeah. 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 Asad so, is making this money, bro. So yeah, young executive, young executive producer. Azad has paid for college tuition for him <laughs> and his grand and all the way to his grandkids with this one album. Oh my god, Asad. God, that's such like when I saw that, like there's shit that DJ Khaled does and people are like, eh, DJ Khaled being and I'm like, no, that shit is the smartest move. It's financial, it's generational wealth, it's everything that black people like, like that, that nigga's is getting literally residuals, residuals. parent goals for mm-hmm. me. Assad is set for put him on like I don't even know if it's legal. Like, is that yeah. legal? Executive producer. I think producer? Nas did the same thing for his daughter. He made his daughter like an executive producer and for that's one of his amazing. albums. Amazing. Like it doesn't even like don't make it not legal. It's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that shit for my kids. Mm-hmm. Put out a piece of art that will constantly make money and 
this shit's great. Like, like have a good hit, and then next thing you know, like you just getting checks the rest you're just of your getting, life. Yeah. I, I need to make because that's every parent's goal: make sure my kids are set for the rest mm-hmm. of life. And you're able to do that. I mean, he's able to do that in many other ways, but yeah. like, it was just so simple. And then he used it as a marketing ploy, and it's like cute, and we all want to see a side, and it is great. Like, it's just freaking great. Like, yeah, it is wild. Uh, one thing I was thinking though is that. I know what side is gonna be on the album cover, but how do you think he's gonna be on the album cover? Like, like if you in, like in the whole, oh, yeah. the whole album. How, how do you picture it in your head? How the I haven't al- even thought because they're that. revealing the cover. I think Monday we're recording this on on Saturday. All right, and I, I, do, I have a prediction on how or how I would like it to be. Like, pretty What's your much, prediction? my prediction is that it pretty much looks like the major key album, where he, where Khaled is sitting on the throne with all the flowers and the lion. But this time it's a size on the throne. It's a cub. It's a cub. Oh, like that would be awesome. But I know, that, like, Cal probably doesn't want to be repetitive. Yeah, but I think, but that would be pretty oh, cool. Oh, that would be cute yeah. as shit. Um, that's yeah, my, that's my prediction on how on how it would look. So, so it's like a they're releasing it on Monday. There, yeah, I think he was releasing it on Monday at six a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so that but so that means that because I was gonna say, well, the good thing about Khaled is we can probably watch his Snapchat and figure out yeah, what it the is. The release date. If and, he made it a big release. Then. Yeah, the release date and the album cover. They're they're coming out on Monday. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, it should be good. Side. How do you feel about uh, that song? I'm the one. Do you like it? It's cute. Wait, that's the one with um with Justin Bieber, Bieber, like, Quavo, Chance. yeah, Chance, yeah. Like I, what I think about DJ Khaled is that he does great mashups. Like he does, I think he gets people together, and he finally definitely finds their talent and puts them together very seamlessly. Yeah. And it's a great song. Like he makes to me, he makes great music or puts people together to make great music. Um, so it's like that song to me didn't go into my rotation. Like mm-hmm. it didn't connect. Like it didn't connect with me on any on any deeper way. It's a yeah. good song. Like oh, I can sing it and jam, but it didn't connect with me on any deeper way. So, but what it with DJ Khaled's like whole rise right now made me go back and listen to um, what album was that? I actually ended up adding it to my uh, whole playlist, and I was like, DJ Khaled's good at this. Where the fuck was I? Oh, I was in school, not listening to music. Um, what was his album? Listen to those. Uh, listen to the Houston. I wasn't. I stuff. was listening to my professor's uh, "Kiss the Ring." It oh, made wait, me what did back. you major in in college? Advertising. What? Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> give me my whole oh, story, like, bro. No, that wasn't. Yeah, no, because <laughs> some people don't really major in it. Because I, I went to school for interior design, and I, I'm not doing that shit. You went to school for interior design. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I hated it. I think the ra- the main reason I liked it is that it got me. Liking graphic design again because I did graphic design in high school. Yeah. Because I wanted to do animation and everything, but uh, eventually I was doing like all these all this graphic design for all these clubs and stuff in in college, and that's what really I found my passion. And I eventually applied for for an art direction internship. So did you think you wanted to do interior design? I did at first, maybe maybe freshman or sophomore year because i wanted to like design shoe stores where i wanted to design i wanted to design clothing stores i wanted to design clothing stores or stuff like that but most of the time for our projects we were designing hospitals or we we're designing hotels and reality that, that, check and that was so boring to me reality yeah. check it's not all glitz and exactly fire. so i was I can't even think of an agency where they do that kind of stuff, really. I, I know maybe a few, and I, I applied to them, but I was well, so... Well, they have... I think they have interior design agencies, though. They do, but they're mostly for, like, hospitality stuff. 
Well, there's probably big money. There's more money in that. There is more money. There's in, way more money in a hospital than a there, clothing store. There, that is very true. But that shit is boring. I don't. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. It's bland as fuck. Yeah. That's what was dope because it's like I actually wanted to do architecture before advertising. Yeah. Um, and yeah, going to school for architecture is fucking tough too. Like you have to take a it, test. I literally saw. Well, yeah, I literally looked at the degree plan. It said six years, but you graduated with a master's. I said six years. What? Yeah, no, I'm not you. even trying to go back to school. Um, but I was talking to an architect, a uh, young architect, that the other day, and it was interesting because it's just like advertising. It's literally like you get a brief, you draw it up. Like, yeah, that's how it was in college. Yeah, everything, and then just I was like, that's dope too, and it's an agency, and I was like, well, where's the big money? Like, I don't know. It was really, I would really love to talk to him more because it was really interesting, and then. Um, like, because the big money, it's like it's not all glitz and glamour, right? Like, yeah. Frank Geary is is a dream, but he they call him a celebritech, I think is the term they use. Um, but that's not... Oh, yeah, like with Falling Water and all that like stuff. Like, all yeah. the shit, yeah. Yeah, we went to all that stuff in college. Like, we freshman year, uh, like the first year, and we, we went to we went to Falling Water as a, as a field trip. Yeah. Stuff um, like that. But I think the one thing I, I don't like about either interior design and advertising is that you spend so much time on one project. I... I would like to be more involved where I'm just doing maybe multiple small projects and I just have more to show. Because I think with even with advertising, when I was at some some bigger name agencies, we would maybe spend six months on one ad and that's all I got to show. And I want to I want to do more. Quality over quantity? I want to do more quantity. Okay. I don't know. I just want to do more quantity because I just want to, or at the same time, it's just one video and I, I kind of want to show more creative things. I want to create a full experience instead of just- Why? A, <laughs> Damn! Now you get into me. Oh, uh, because, I mean, <laughs> because I want to show the full the full extent of the process. Because with even with advertising, you don't really get to show the full process. You get to. Why do you? Sorry. Go no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why do you feel like you got to show the process? Because I like to show every single nut and bolt that happened, or oh. I want people to get into the world that that was attempted to be created. I want them because to delve into it. What I love about the the creative process is something that I've. Like I love studying about it. I love reading it. I love watching it. Like I, that's what I love about documentaries and behind the scenes and stuff. But what I love about it is that it is a mystery and it's unique to every artist. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you if you show me how you got there in the beginning, will I care? Like I don't know. Like will I care in the end? I don't know. Like it's interesting in a world of transparency and in social media. Like. Like, I like the fact that I can go back and I have to read and learn of how people got to where they were. Yeah. But if I'm there for it, like, if I follow you and I watch your Snapchat every day and I see every step and I see everything and I don't know, like, will I... I mean, I probably wouldn't want to do it like that. I probably wouldn't want to show, like, every single piece by piece. I kind of want to show the full picture, but then at the same time, show the process at the same time, like, kind of with... I think this is a hot take, but this is... How probably why I liked math growing up because you know how they would say show your work. That's yeah. that's what I really liked. I liked showing my work. Yeah. So oh, you like? Okay, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did like showing See, my liked, work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah. Like, that's why I love the process. But it mm-hmm. was all about figuring out like my own process. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like it's interesting that you said like you want to show. Yeah, I, I just want to show the effort that I put in. Like you don't have to appreciate it, but I just want to. I just want to see. Like I think that's maybe why I like documentary so much. Is I want you to see everything that happened i want to see i want you to see the ups the downs the wins the losses the thoughts the the things that got neglected and and maybe think for yourself whether it was a success or not and i don't really give a fuck what you think but do you not give a fuck what i think <laughs> I, no I, i'm about to poke i'm about to poke okay, because go, do you think it's 
Like, do you feel like you need to prove to something? Uh, I I just think everything is worth showing. <laughs> no, I, no, wait. Why is it worth showing though? It's if, worth... I, if the result is fucking bomb, like because the process is always interesting to me. I, I want you to, I want you to almost take a visit into my brain, if you get what I'm saying. With uh, and a, and a good example of that is maybe I, I like buying Pixar books where they have like the art of like one book I have is the art of Toy Story three and it has mm-hmm. like all the initial concepts for the characters and stuff. And I, I just enjoy seeing that. I enjoy seeing what the initial beginnings were. And as things dove on and become maybe this ultimate character, this ultimate movie, I want to see basically how that grows. Like kind of how people have, what is a good example of this? Height charts. Height charts. Height ch- like, uh, like, you like to see growth. Yeah, literally. I like to see, exactly. Like you literally, that's yeah, what it is. I, I want to see like growth. You like to see growth see, and yeah. you want to show growth. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like I wouldn't say I do that personally, like maybe with social media, but I like I like showing a final product and showing the process after that final product. Okay, after is different. Yeah, I thought you wanted to show through. No, like like uh, like say like for example, say I was doing a movie and I'm saying, oh, I have this movie idea and I'm going to show. This is day one. This is day two. I wouldn't want to do that. I probably would want to show the movie and then show a documentary of the movie at the same time. Okay, no, no, that's it. No, that's and like that's yeah. Let me press. Yeah. Okay, because I thought you were saying like throughout because what and that's like I'm connecting with you. That's corny to me. Yeah. That that's corny to me. I'm connecting with you because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I always watch director's yeah. cuts. I was the one who I'll take whenever I got a DVD, like yeah. as a child, like like Mike. I not only know I not only know like Mike, I know the director's views on like Mike. I know the right like all the extra scenes, all the behind the, the annotations. I love like that's Can you talk what I like Mike for a second. Of course, oh, this might like Mike was probably one of the first. Like, people always talk about one of the first albums they bought. Like, that soundtrack was probably one of the first. My first album was Lion King soundtrack. Okay, keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I appreciate it. Because, like, I was really into that that, uh, that, uh, that soundtrack. Of course, Bow Wow was... So Lil Bow Wow was a hero of mine. Lil Bow... Lil Bow... Got... Drops the mic and walks out. Yeah. My friends give me so much shit. Lil Anytime Bow Wow... Bow- so, here's man. the deal. Anytime Bow Wow does some shit, do not fucking come to me with that. Yeah. We... Respect Lil Bow Wow. Exactly. Lil Bow Wow is the reason I love hip hop. Lil Bow Wow was my the love of my life. I went to town. I went got in arguments in third grade. Mm-hmm. Lil Romeo versus Lil Bow Wow was not a oh, yeah, fucking that's, yeah. question. Like Lil Bow, like you can't deny Lil Bow Wow his greatness. No like, one like no one in my family liked like Lil Romeo. Like we were we were strictly a Lil Bow Wow family. I remember we used to call like this is before I. Uh, this is for being PC, but we call it Lil Romeo, Lil Homo. Okay, that's yeah. rude. Uh, but that was rude. No, he was still good. Okay, <laughs> that he he was masterpiece, son. We couldn't. I guess him. so. But come on, make him say um. That's, that's different. To masterpiece. Make him say um was good, but I didn't want to hear oh Romeo, give, give me, me a, a chance. But yeah, they okay. So like for yeah. me though, it was it was all great because it was kid friendly hip hop. Like I didn't know Lil Bow Wow curse for the longest. Like Really? Like like I said, I grew up my parents were very like they let me listen to this stuff. Like the thing is like the my friends are listening to Kids Bop and I have Lil mm-hmm. Bow Wow, Lil Romeo. I'm way cool. Lil Bow Wow needs to he needs to write a book. No he doesn't. Because it's not Lil Bow Wow anymore. Oh yeah that's for You don't want yeah. Bow Wow to write a book. After the Bow Wow challenge like it want Bow Wow to write a book. He's digging a bigger not. hole for himself every <laughs> single time he does this dumb they, shit. You do not want Bow Wow to write a book. You don't want Bow Wow to do much of anything right now. Like no, his Vlad stuff was interesting though. His Vlad interviews. You like Vlad? I don't, but I watched that because it was just interesting talking about his 
what he did as a kid about like selling out Madison Square Garden, how he lost his virginity, all the bitches he was getting and stuff. See, that's why I don't, I don't like the con. I don't like the questions. Why it's very rare like that. Listen to a Vlad interview. It, it has to be the right person. Like I'm not gonna listen to every single person. Yeah, but little Bow Wow, we can talk about that. All the, I will. Dog, like, what was Beware of the Dog? Is Beware the, the best Dog album. Doggy bag. It's just a classic. Like beware of the dog. Yeah. I go back. To, I know every word still. Yeah. I listen to it on. Have the you ever seen me? I'm the future. Like, it was so that, good. The intro. Jermaine Dupree is a freaking genius. Like mm-hmm. that man was so. Lil Bow Wow got me into looking like that was the first lyric. I would print out all the lyrics. I would read them. Oh, I learned the what preconceived notions. Huh? That was those were the first lyrics you memorized. Oh hell yeah! Lil I Bow think the Bow first lyrics I memorized everything. were probably "Stand Up" by Ludacris. That was. Pro- because I remember I tried to I remember I tried to remember them for like the school dance and oh, trying to be the shit. Oh, to sing it? Yeah, exactly. To be the shit. That I do remember that. Yeah, um, that's a great one. But I uh, but yeah, no, I remember I was so into the movie like Mike. I remember we went to the movies and I, I remember specifically asking for the poster that they had at the movie theater. Yeah. That's how into it I was. They were like, you probably don't want it. It's like it's very like no, the, the sun is it. very has been on the line. I was like, I don't care. I want it. I want it. Yeah. Like, look, like Mike taught me about isosceles and acute triangles. Ro- Roche. Get the fuck out of here. He painted the house. He painted the house. And it was the first time I fell in love with Morris Chestnut. Like, it was so much greatness. That's like peak Morris Chestnut. It was such a good story. And he did so well. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't you can't take away Lil Bow Wow's credit, mm-hmm. man. You can try, but. You can't. Have you seen Have you seen the picture of Lil Mama with the Calvin Cambridge braids? God, no. <laughs> I just imagined it when you said but it, and I wanted though. to say yes, and I was like, no, yeah. I haven't. No, I was so into it too. I remember I this was probably NBA Live 2002. I wouldn't create a custom character. I would name him Calvin Cambridge. Really? And I, I the Clippers colors were the same color as the Knights colors. So That's I, hilarious. So I would pretend that he was on the Clippers and I would use like the number three. He would have Cambridge, all That's that shit. Hilarious. That's hilarious. See, how... I wasn't really into like, I had all the NBA games because my big brother, but mm-hmm. I wasn't into basketball, like watching it and now being into it. Like I kind of, I was like going back and look at like Mike and it's like all those, like Bow Wow had like, classic like OG like real ass people in like all of his Iverson, content. Yeah. Lil Bow Wow had like from artists, from music musicians to basketball players to actors, like like Solange was in the vid like he That's had, true. He had Solange for, He yeah. had everyone. Like You probably can't get a Solange feature now. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I already know she's a Bow Wow can't what, get a Solange what, feature. What, 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 Bow Wow can't get No, no he was on the fucking <laughs> jumping jumping remix. Jump the jumping jumping remix is the only way I know jumping jumping. What yeah, do you mean? That's remix? like that is so like <laughs> This is the remix. That little nigga was with Beyonce and Kelly and Michelle. So good. Um Where the Party at remix. Um so like he was so good. Yeah, Jermaine Dupri was so good. He like, did to to bow out what I uh, what he could have done with crisscross, but even with jump, like jump was major. Jump was major. Have you so, heard? Have you listened fact. to like some Jermaine Dupri interviews? Yeah, no fun yeah, fact. Yeah, those are really good. So yeah. been listening to Jermaine Dupri interviews, and it gave me a whole different. I just love interviews. It gave me a whole different perspective on him. And there's Houston fun fact. Um, so there's this song. I think is it Most City Dawn? I think who's it, it by? Is. No, no, wait, what is it? No, it's the June 27th freestyle. Okay. The June 27th freestyle I mentioned earlier, classic Big Mo freestyle, is actually a Jermaine Dupri beat that was chopped and screwed by, I think, DJ Screw, because DJ Screw is the one. But it was chopped and screwed, and Jermaine Dupri is like, 
he's talking about it in an interview, I think on The Breakfast Club, and he's like, it's this classic beat. Everyone in Houston knows it. And it was so crazy to think that it was actually a crisscross beat that was flipped and, and chopped up and became a classic song. I think it's either, I think I'm pretty sure it's um, June 27th Freestyle. And I was like, that shit is amazing. Like, if it's not, then I'm completely wrong and everyone can get me. It might be Mo City Dawn. It's not Mo City Dawn at all, actually, no. Yeah, those Jermaine and Dupree interviews are really cool. Like, He's so yeah, good. Talking about like how he discovered Criss Cross and everything. Yeah. It's so interesting. You're like, yeah. You, you can't, like, that's one, like, you can't deny his greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very slept on as, like, a producer and basically just as an executive. Yeah. I think it's because his shows that he's doing, I think, on, like, Lifetime are kind of flopping. Uh, like, where he's trying to get, like, the next... That's him trying to make himself he, yeah, back He's trying to get the next kid rap superstar and that shit ain't working. So, another fun fact about the kid rap show, the there's a girl who won it. She actually performed at one of those comedy nights, all that digital comedy uh, nights. Uh, Tony Rock was just calling people on stage, and she's from Houston, I think, mm-hmm. um, calling people on stage, and she performed. It didn't go well. He gave her a second chance. The it's a tough audience. Yeah. Like that's a tough audience, man. Didn't go well. But then, so we're like, damn, man, she shouldn't have done that. Did it out. She ended up winning whatever his show is, and I was like, I was like, as soon as my friend, I was like, is that the same girl? girl? She's like, yeah. I was like, damn, she made it. She did it. Good for her. Quick question: How do you feel about ASAP Rocky when he was like almost adopting that that Houston sound? How do you feel about that? I like ASAP. He's I a like, cool guy. I like ASAP. He seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. I like him. So he's one of those, like when you the Houston sound is so like I'm gonna like it. That's why I can't be mad. Like mm-hmm. if you do it right, like you can't mess it up. And when you do, it's the old Houston sound. That's though. true. Like there's a new there's a there's different. Like there's a lot of more strip club music now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's it's the old riders chopped and screwed like low bang it like just riding out music that's always great. Yeah. Um, but I love ASAP. That's another one fun fact that I ran into in LA. Oh wait, you ran into ASAP Rocky? Yeah. Where? Fucking at the flea market. <laughs> My friend and I chilling at the flea market. It's the is it the flea market? It's the big one where they do at the school off of there. Oh, the one. The, yeah. Oh yeah, like, I can it's see like three dollars to get in. Tyler and them are always there. Are they? See, yeah. I had no. Moment. I think Kendall's gone there a few times. Willow's gone there. You know shit. Yeah, I had I didn't know. Me and my friend were just going to go. I've never gone, but I always know like celebs go there. Yeah, and my friend. So she wandered. You know, like there's a bunch. Well, there's a bunch of different like stations, right? Yeah. So we were at one, and she kind of wandered off to another one, and I was still at this one. Like I was still talking to her. She just left me, which is kind of rude. But anyway, (laughs) she went to the one behind me, and so I'm turning around, and I was like. Man, these niggas all got the same damn braids. Everybody want to be ASAP Rocky and like all these. Look braids. at that nigga. He look just like ASAP Rocky. All these niggas with these braids. Like why do you, anyway? Da, da, da. So I'm like whatever, whatever. And I go over. So there. So he's actually at the same booth that she's at, which mm-hmm. is like these lamps and shit. And and then I go and I look close. I was like wait. And he's like right by her. I was like that's ASAP Rocky. No, that is that nigga. Oh shit. <laughs> he's like buying a mirror. So I'm like okay. So I was like oh my god, she's gonna freak out when she realizes. So I'm like let me go try to run interference. So I go over and I was like, hey girl, da, da, da. like we're just trying to casually talk. And he like turns and looks at us. Right as he turns, she like breaks the lamp. Like <laughs> she like she was screwing something and it wow. fell apart. And we were I was like, uh-huh, oh, shit. And I'm like trying, like, okay, you do realize who this is. Like we're trying to have like this telepathic moment. Yeah. And he's like, you know you got to pay for that, right? <laughs> and he flashes his big ass, beautiful smile. That and she's like, like ah. And we're like, oh shit. And then we're, but it was like, he just felt so cool. And like, we could have kept a whole conversation going. Then this girl like butts in to like get him to try and wear one of her rings and like sell her product to him. And I was like, you just fucked up a whole 
moment. Yeah. Like he bought a mirror. We're at the same station, and we had a moment. <laughs> but that be- he has that a is so smile. random. Like you always run into people randomly in LA, especially out of nowhere. Like I remember I went to the barber shop, and I remember uh, BJ BJ the Chicago kid was right next to me getting a haircut, and that was so random out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, is that BJ? And then I, I was like, oh shit, that's a That's the dope part is you're yeah. like, is that? Yeah, because you spend like maybe the, the first minute thinking yeah. that, that he that looks like him. Is that him though? Yeah. It's so it's it's yeah. it's so it's so that's another thing coming from Texas or a small town Texas too yeah. to LA. You're like, these people are really out here. Exactly. I love but I love the regular. Did you run into anybody in, in Houston? No, I was I'm not from Houston, I'm from Beaumont, which is outside of Houston. Oh, no, that's how I say about DC cuz like I'm from Northern Virginia, but yeah. I basically just say DC cuz that's like It's like the easiest one. Yeah. Like I'm closer felt, to Port Arthur than I yeah, am. Yeah, you don't feel like explaining yourself or you have to know that somebody's from that same area and you're like, "Oh shit, that happened." Yeah. Cuz yeah. I went to a comedy show. No, speaking of that, one thing I like about LA is there's always a free comedy show basically every night. I love it. I don't know where like so much uh, do you like do you like Nicole Byer? I have not listened. She's from uh, Girl Code. She's like this. Uh, she, she's like this big black girl. Uh, yeah, big black Curly girl. Hair. Yes, yeah. I've seen her. She looks funny. Yeah, I guess not. Like looks funny. Like she looks like she's good at her job because she's yeah, like she, a lot of places. She does like a free comedy show every Monday in oh. Korea, in Koreatown. Oh. So no random fact. Just I, her. Uh, her and this other black girl. I forgot the name of her. But random fact, I took a girl there. I took a, a date there, mm-hmm. and there were probably maybe eight of us in the crowd, but we were the only quote unquote couple there. So they call us out of, out of nowhere. So they're like, how, how would you two meet me? And I was like, this is kind of our first date. That is date. so and, it, and I've never talked, I haven't talked to that girl since because it was just so awkward. I bet comedy. It, they just called us out and then next it's thing you know. It's a small venue. And then, like... Yeah. And next thing I know, Nicole is talking about, oh, I met all these people on Tinder because we met on Tinder. <gasps> and then they, grow, they spend like 10 minutes talking about these random Twitter dates. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to talk to this girl again. Oh my God. It, it was just so what awkward. What if she wanted to, what if she didn't think it was awkward? She probably, well, I texted her and I didn't hear oh, back she didn't text yeah, her. Yeah, never mind. Okay, <laughs> maybe I'll hit her, hit her to try again, but that—that's how. Yeah. It was awkward for her too. It, it exactly, was it was very, it was very awkward. No. Yeah, comedy might not be because I feel like not a first date. I feel like you need to establish someone's comedy style first to be like. Well, it was a Monday, and I was like the only free thing to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, is it I'm, a date if it's free? That's a good question. <laughs> Don't get I mean, me started. I'm not, I'm not gonna pay two hundred dollars if I yeah, just you gotta met do you. Two hundred. Okay, it's a just. Man. I mean, I paid for her. Drink. It's a first hangout. It's a Tinder. Date. I paid for her yeah. drink. So okay, I, yeah, yeah, no, totally. You so, paid for the drink. Yeah, I paid for the drink. So she probably didn't even. Did she know it was free? Uh, I, don't, I think she probably knew. Oh, that's yeah. fine. She still agreed. Yeah, but comedy, comedy's because I feel like you got to read someone's com- like I wouldn't like because yeah. maybe it's just me the comedy style I like like. It would be I, I have to know you before I take you to a Gerard Carmichael show yeah. or for like even. Dave Chappelle, you probably didn't know. Well, no, Dave was. I feel like was Dave awesome. was like universally loved. Like even if they don't know, unless don't, you're like, yeah, they know Dave Chappelle. So good, yeah, if you you know him though. Yeah. But like, I don't know, Tracy Morgan. Like there are certain people I'm like, mm, do I want to go? Yeah. I mean, if it's happening, it's happening. Like I remember uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. Kevin Hart, he was doing some warm-ups at the comedy store for like thirty dollars. Dope. Yep. I didn't go, but it was. He was basically how just, did you? How how would someone go? You just, because uh, I get the emails from the comedy store. I do too. I yeah. see that. Uh, I think. Or I get Hollywood Improv. Yeah. Is that different? It's different, yeah. It's so the, I need the comedy, comedy store. store. Yeah, the comedy store. Uh, he was basically just testing on his hair for $30. That's so, see, that's yeah. nice. 
I would, yeah, I would love to go. I like to see. I like to see comp comedian. I like, like you said, the process. I like to see people working on their process. Yeah, yeah. like even if it's not to, like I, that's why I'm not totally mad about the whole Gerard Carmichael thing. With it was so clear that he was working on it. Yeah. It was the only thing was like he could have gone longer. Like he did. He, he was like, he, it looked like he was just doing a favor like for the guys. Just, it did. Yeah, and it looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, like that's what I love about Gerard. I feel like he, he wears his emotions kind of on. Yeah, I finally it. saw a little real life. I like Lil Yeah, Lil Rel, like, like, I'm mad I didn't really know about him until Get Out. Did you not watch? You, he I didn't, has a, oh, he, watch he, his oh, yeah, that's right. He is on, he's, all right, plus he's on the Carmichael show. So. He's on the Carmichael yeah. show. His special, um, his special, Kevin Hart, I think, was I swipe produce, past his special all the time on Netflix. Why? Because <laughs> it keeps suggesting it probably for you. Yeah, it does, you. yeah. It, they it's, suggest- it's good. Lil Rel's good. And his interview on Breakfast Club, him and Gerard's interview on the Breakfast Club was great for the Carmichael show and I think for Gerard as a whole mm-hmm. because Gerard doesn't talk much. He doesn't, and, yeah. And Lil Rel basically said everything that I think Gerard Carmichael fans want to know, want to hear, want to see like in his head that he mm-hmm. just doesn't open up. But Lil Rel was like... Gerard did this before everybody. He been doing this. Nah, he dates his pride. And I'm like, come on, Lil Rel. See, this is why you play yeah. the best friend role. You this got, is why yeah. we appreciate you and get out. The ultimate wingman. The ultimate, just that guy. Like That's so interesting because it talks. It makes me think of how a lot of, like, we live in a time where people either don't acknowledge their credit or they spend too much time trying to expose their credit. Yeah, trying to get their credit. Like, have you seen the, have you listened to the new Joe Budden interview with, with Youngberg? No. Oh, well, it's, well, they they say Love they even Joe. say in the description that it will make you change your perspective on Youngberg and it kind of did like you realize how much he's involved because he's a he's a producer now he does yeah. like so he does a lot of production for like Nicki Minaj and just all these other people yeah. just behind the scenes and you, and you don't really realize it. like he did a lot of stuff for. Diddy's Last Train to Paris album oh, yeah I didn't know that either that's why I love interviews yeah like you just don't know about that stuff. Which is so dope. So I helps. love Joe, though. Mm-hmm. I think Joe has found yeah. his motherfucking Yeah, he name. needs to just stick to media. He is a character, yeah. and he is great at it. He knows how to poke. He knows how to pull. He knows how to incite. He's, he's good for content. Man. Yeah. Joe is great. Uh, let's talk about some other topics that, what else? that I got locked down. Did you know... Wait, speaking of my whole interior design background, did you know that Tracy... Wait, no, Terry Crews is an artist. As in what he he went to <laughs> he went to art school or he he was an art major for I would love to what kind of art uh like uh like drawing like uh basically uh he was like an art major how did you find this out uh because apparently he recently dropped a furniture line dope yeah he recently what he recently what's started... like what's the USP what's the unique selling what's what's his whole uh thing? I don't I don't I forget the I name of it know. but it's really interesting just the sketches that he he showed because. He, I think he recently did an interview with CNN about how he recently had a, a showcasing of it, and some of the furniture is really cool. So, is it? Would you buy it? Would I buy? It? Is it expensive? Is it? It's probably work? expensive. Yeah, some of it's is woodwork. It yeah, it's very modern. Come it's, on, use that interior design <laughs> background. Come on. I, hate, I don't remember a lot. Come of, on. No, one thing I remember is we had to do a dictionary. We had to do a dictionary for all the terms of interior design, <laughs> and I don't remember because I was procrastinating the fuck out of it. I procrastinated everything in that major. But yeah, he's, man, you're supposed to use that. It's shit. very modern. It's very, very sleek. I would say the great thing about college is this is so random. But the great thing about college is like we learn random. Sh- like for me, I learned so much random shit that I never thought I would use, and it's so relevant. For really? instance, I took this. I took these classes. Um, they were just random classes. Like just, I was. I'm an overachiever. Get over it. <laughs> over, over. Anyway, oh. um, but there was these classes, and one of them was called science and communication. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing in here? 
never knew that I would apply it so much. So it was all about how scientists communicate with people. That's literally the whole premise of the class. And so, but in studying people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's out here in these streets promoting his book, Logic Album. Oh, yeah. Like, Wait, what are your thoughts on the Logic Album? Okay, I'm going to get there. Okay. But so, um, so it's like Interstellar, which is a phenomenal movie that everyone should go see. And like, because science is one of those things that like, even when talking to, I have an artist friend um, who's an illustrator at my job, talking to her about the world of art and how art and science merge so heavy, like everything is a science. And literal science, like chemical, like everything. And so that class, I never knew how much it would relate to my life so much now. But art is one of those things that touches all disciplines. And we just can't like, like that's the good thing about college. I don't know. I like learning random shit. Logic's album was great. I thought it was great produced. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really a great thing for him. I thought it helped build his brand. I think everyone loves it. The numbers were phenomenal. The numbers were, but it sucks that they just dropped the next week. Well, what do you no, mean? No, they dropped drastically. Yeah, well, because it was like... But I, but he's got, like, such good fan support. That's why it was interesting to know. That's why I was wondering. I was like, how did he do those numbers? Yeah. because well, personally, like, like, I'm not going to listen to that album. I don't know. I'm, I think what I'll do is because what... It's a very, like, not even black album. It's a very, like, I'm black and white. It's it like, is, yeah. It's, like, not to go Joe Budden it, but it is, like, I'm black, I'm black, I'm white, I'm white. It is, yeah. Like, it's, I think what I didn't like about it is that he's basically said that stuff so many times that I would just like him to go further with, oh, with, with really? more. See, that, I didn't he's know. He's been saying, like, he's been, he's been saying, he's been dealing with this whole black, racial white. Racial identity. Yeah, racial identity since the mixtape days. So I would kind of like him to go. Uh, Push it di- further. Yeah, yeah, we're going or, a different direction. Yeah, because at the same time we kind of get it, but we kind of want more to talk about. Because J Cole isn't really talking about it, or or Drake isn't talking about it. But I think he's going through it so much because he he looks white. So that's the thing. So for him, yeah, he I think it's definitely an ingrained part of who he is. So it's going to be a part of who he's it's his, of his music. Yeah. Um, I didn't like. I had listened to the album beforehand. Uh, the the one where he goes into space and does all the oh uh, tits yeah the incredible true story the incredible true story yeah, yeah. I was like tits what no, that's a that's the yeah. initials people yeah. call it it's like tits um is that it uh the incredible true story and so like I didn't but again like I think he's talented I think he's great but right now the music isn't sticking for me but what I liked about this one was it, the whole album was dedicated to it yeah. so I don't know if he's all the albums have guy. dedicated to yeah. it. It was positive hip hop music, and for you to have a fan base that strong through positive music, I love the secret J Cole verse. Yeah. Like I think that was a real emotional moment for them both. Yeah, um, I loved the like I liked the emotion of it. It was heavy, and I love the anxiety song. Like it was just he took real topics yeah. and turned them into art, and and it was a, I think it was a good thing for him. I think he needs. I do think he needs to expand and do more other, but. I think it, I mean, it's like create your art, like find your topic, create your art and keep going. What's next? One thing I didn't like is that <laughs> uh, he was talking about how it was going in so many different perspectives of different people, but I didn't really hear that from, from the actual album. That's, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he was like, cause he, I thought it was all him. Exactly. He was pitching the idea that, oh, I'm talking right in every single song. I'm talking from a different perspective. He even says but that in the book. But do you think he like, means like a different perspective as a different person or a different perspective as a different topic? I think as a different person. Because I would argue. Yeah, with like, everybody. Because I would argue even as like a top, like coming from someone with anxiety, coming from someone with, I don't know, I'd have to dig I guess when you put it that more. way, that's like interesting. Like coming from a different perspective, maybe of the same person, which yeah. is him. 
Um, that's really, but, that's really but that's interesting you said because I think that the Cole album, which people is up for debate, but that's one that he literally like he comes from different perspectives of different people. Like it's a fatherhood story, but it's a fatherhood story of a dad, like a son, a fatherhood story of a little girl. Um, it's the guy, the young guy from the hood. Like he comes from every story perspective, yeah. the little girl's perspective, like. And he says it like it's him. Like, so people are like, wait, does Cole have a boy? Because when the baby is like, true. does he have a little boy or a little girl? Like, how he go, how he know this? How he, and it's like, that's just the way he tells his stories. And until this like very emotional and transparent album, you kind of, he's always done that. Yeah. Like, he always plays role plays like in his music. My final hot take for the new Logic album is that I would appreciate it more if it's almost the, like the entire reason that he's emphasizing or he's like over selling this idea this uh the statement that he's black and white is the entire re- the entire album is basically for j cole to say calm down you don't have to be in such an identity crisis that's probably the only way i'll probably appreciate the album at its highest the, the only way you appreciate it is was for that yeah moment. if the entire if the entire album is basically for j cole to say it's all right why because there would be a reason for all that overexposure because we get it we fans have been with him since the beginning they know that He's biracial, but it's from it's it's basically just him talking to J Cole this entire time, and just for J Cole to say, "Look, you don't have to go through all that." So I would from the fans' more. perspective, you're like, "We've heard this story, but this is a dope moment." So for an old album to lead up to this moment, but do you think exactly that... like kind of like with uh with September Butterfly, like how it all led up to the Tupac interview? Yeah, like that same that same route. Like if, it, if the entire yeah, journey is for that that one's stronger. That is stronger. It is stronger because it's so because yeah. But do you think that, though, he was aware of that? Because do you think that, like, this is the first album that, argument, tell, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first album that did these numbers and got all this media attention and, like, yeah. people were looking. So I think that he, people who didn't know all that story behind, like, it exposed it on a wider scale. It did, but... I think if you if you do the homework, you should know you should know by now. Yeah, but who's doing the homework? They're not Social doing the media homework. generation. We're millennials. Or, or at least just say it in one song, because like even when people get surprised when he says nigga in his song, because they're like, oh, he's white. Why is he saying nigga? But he's wasn't bu-. there a song dedicated to him saying nigga? I think so. Probably. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> probably. That's so but funny. We, we don't have to keep talking about logic. Why not? Because <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting I just it. See. I'm pretty sure. Shout out to Logic. Yeah. Yeah, Logic's, Logic's like the homie of the homie. The homie of the homie. That's how I am with a lot of people. Like, like, because uh, he grew up close to me in a way. Because he grew yeah. up in, in uh, oh, Maryland. Really? He grew up in the Maryland area. I grew up in Northern Virginia. And I, uh, we know a few, like, new mutual people. And I worked with his DJ last year. Like, shout out, shout out to DJ Rhetoric. Oh, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I think he's even he's performing at a Governor's Ball today or Oh tomorrow. really? I really wanted to I wanted to go too. To go to the Governor's Ball? Yeah, because like that's oh, the only place Gambino's yeah. playing all year. Oh really? Yeah, I thought he was playing I thought like I was gonna bet my life that he was gonna play at at an Afropunk because Oh, it, that would have been Because especially with, with this album it's so Afropunky, like why would he not play there? But he's not playing it. Because he doesn't want to. And he's busy. Or, he, yeah, he's just busy working on Lion King, the new season of Atlanta. Like niggas too busy. Um did what did you think of the CeeLo remix? It was incredible. It should have been CeeLo the whole time. I won't say that, but I would I say I said it. I would say that it is it, 
The whole sound was perfect. Too. It was perfect. Like, I, I want or them to almost least, do a duet. That's what I was like. Or do at least, like, duet. I'm like, damn, Childish, like, why didn't you just get CeeLo on the shit? Like, that like shit. he hasn't even acknowledged, like, publicly, he hasn't really acknowledged he it, just, but it would be incredible if they I just wonder, did that song together. Is CeeLo from Atlanta? He is, yeah. Because he, uh, he was in Goody Mob. What if there's, like, some background? It would be good, because, like, that makes it so much tighter, too, that he's from Atlanta, too. That's why I'm like, why hasn't it happened? I kind of hope it happens eventually. But I didn't realize how... I, I sleep on on CeeLo, especially with his allegations. What are his allegations? Yeah, uh, that he that he rapes people. Oh god! Like like he, he'll slip drugs and drinks and rape people. Oh. Like he even looks that way. Like he looks like a fucking. Kind of. Looks like a thumb. He does a thumb. Like a thumb that rapes people. He, or he looks like <laughs> he looks like grimace. <laughs> he kind of looks like he's, his body's the shape of he has the same body shape as grimace. Grimace, I'm the, the, the the purple guy from McDonald's. Oh shit! <laughs> he has the same body. So, shape. did you think Grimace rapes people? I don't know how we're getting back to rape. Grimace here, could be. He has the accusation. Grimace looks like he could rape people. <laughs> wow, interesting. He look. Grimace looks creepy, like the hamburger. Like, like I mean, his name was Grimace. His name was Grimace. The hamburglar. Yeah, like the name already says enough. That nigga still shit. Yo, they were all really shady. Or no, or maybe they could do a short story about that, like how I, uh, how. The Hamburglar is profiled because his name is Hamburglar. That would be so funny. That he's profiled? Yeah, he's profiled all the time because he's his like name, not a burglar. He's not a burglar. He's like the nicest but, person. Yeah, but he's profiled because his name's Hamburglar. Oh. That would be so funny. And his struggles of going through life. Exactly. It's not my fault my mom named me Hamburglar. It's not his fault. Yeah. Um, no, but I like, I, where the, say, I like where this conversation goes. I do too. I was like, just make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, I like, see, exactly. It's like we barely talk about the topics I wrote down because yeah, it's all so organic. Yeah. It's all organic. Um, Joey Badass album. Still haven't heard it. Get the fuck out of here. I've I'm never forcing a, everyone to I've never been to a big Joey Badass this fan. This album, though, God. I damn. think it's because I'm tired of, I don't really care about him trying to like revive that 90s sound. What? I, like, then I, you might not like it. I heard right, that, cool. I heard <laughs> that but, like, if I wanted to listen to 90s music, I'll, Yo, listen, I'll listen to this, 90s music. Here, well, then let me tell the people my perspective. Okay. This last album is amazing. I like the music video. This, whatever music the music, did. Joey did the damn thing. I'm sorry. I, this album, like, it, because what it, it's, with him and Logic going on tour, I get it. Like, there, it's going to be a sense, super yeah. black tour. Yeah. Because this album, he handled, like, the super black, like, agenda, talk, conversation, but so musically beautiful. I love this album. I was like, I like Joey, but I had never just been like, Joey's, like, the one for me until this album. And now I'm like, I want to play this Joey album mm-hmm. because it's, um, you should give this album a chance. And like, I've talked to people who are like, I I didn't really rock with Joey anymore. And I was like, give this one a chance. And they were like, why can't I stop playing this? I was like, it's amazing. Fine, I'll give it a listen. Like even like uh, like a, a girl that I was kind of talking to, she was really into Joey Badass. Yeah. So, uh, I Girls think, love Joey. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was his his demographic. It kind of is now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. I have not heard like kind of like with Wale, like, like how how the, there's don't apparently even get me apparently there's a, no. Have That's you, my love. Have, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Uh, like this uh, this saying that apparently uh, Wale's demographic is basically uh, black sorority girls. Oh my god, how funny! <laughs> because I was like. I'll, that's fine. Like, because yeah. I was like, there was like, there's like, I feel like there's a stigma that Drake, like, college girls love Drake. Co- even Issa Rae said it. When but yeah, and it. so I don't know if it was from Issa Rae, but I'm like, no, college girls love Wale. College girls like, do love Wale. Ambitious girl yeah. is still like, you're like, shit, what? Well, well, 
Wale. Yeah, at this point, everybody I, loves Drake, so you can't really say who, that anymore, who loves Drake. Yeah, I love Wale. Like Wale is one I'll, I'll defend. I'll defend. I'll defend him. I will. The I have this idea that I feel like there's all these dark skinned niggas that they could be in the same place as other people if they were light skinned. Like I feel like Wale could be could be that? in the same place as Drake if he was if he was light skinned. I feel like Big Crit could be up where J Cole Holy is. Shit. Big Cole could be where J. <laughs> Big Red could be where J. Cole is if he was light-skinned. I even had this same idea about Word. Jamie Foxx. I feel like Jamie Foxx would be bigger than Will Smith if he was light-skinned. Come on, colorism. I'm I dead mean, ass. I support that 100%. Facts. I I actually would not argue with that. Like, I think that's very true because it's the... It'll be... It's an easy one. It's an easy... um not marketing but it's 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 marketable like yeah. you will now be the heartthrob like it's a quick exactly. heartthrob your music matches your vibe matches your personality which is like so fucked yeah. up because all those people all I, those people i love to my heart and soul mm-hmm. but and i'm like i love that they're dark skinned there are other people that are just as good but they're dark skinned they're so good damn girls are shallow no th- the industry shallow no especially like no, like, especially those girls on Twitter, they're like, oh, I want a black guy, but he's like this light-skinned dude with light eyes. He said, I'm still blown, I'm sorry. He said that Big Crit, you because you did Big Crit and J. Cole, and those are two people that have the both sides I can't really take heart. credit for that. I think I saw that on Twitter. Those are two, well, whoever, because yeah. Crit, like, Crit is so underrated. Like, those are literally, Crit is, so people think that I love J. Cole, hands down, like, my guy. I do, but Crit is my real, like, I can put on Crit, I've been listening to Crit, I can put on Crit anytime, anywhere, any point. Like, Crit is just so good to me. I wish I had Big Crit's voice. I like his voice. Love his voice. The Combat Jack interview. Yeah. I'll listen to that. It's so I wish smooth. I had it. Like, if I had, could I have any boy's voice, I would probably have Big Crit's voice. So, con- I called it proper country. Hey, oh, my God. Like, that dialect, like, it looks, yeah. I love, that's what I love about it. Like, I'd be getting so many girls if his, I had that. Yeah. His vibe reflects on, like, the culture I know. Like, his, his girl is beautiful. It's so positive. He's just... Crit is amazing. I, this album, this is that I've not ever anticipated or waited for an album so hard as this Big Crit album coming because he. When's keeps, the last? When's the last time he dropped an album? He dropped a mixtape. Um, it's better this way, which I still listen to on rotation, especially to get through work. What year? Uh, last year. Last year, okay. Or the year before, right? Uh, 2015. 2015, 16, 17. Okay. I think twenty. I think twenty fifteen. I'll correct, but. It's better this way. It was I thought it was great. Love it. Love everything about it. Um, it's all about going independent, doing your own thing, figuring out where you want to be in life. Like it's perfect. Um, so this album though, he keeps teasing because he posted a silent video where you see him in the studio and you cut to Jill Scott and you're like, holy what? shit, Jill Scott and Crit in the studio, and you can't. There's no music, so you just see it. Oh, she's then not getting see- that movie money anymore. She's trying to get back in the studio. I mean, shit, that voice, bro. Yeah. That voice and Crit is gonna be all the soul mm-hmm. you ever need for the rest of your life. He posted a picture of him and Nas in the studio. I was like, Crit, stop. We still went on that Nas album. Me. Don't get me started. We still wait Don't on get that. me started on lion rappers. Who are you Nas sp- and J. Cole are rude for making us wait. Who are you more are you more excited for this supposed Nas album or the supposed Jay Z album? Neither. Neither? Sorry, I'm a millennial. That's no, true. I like, mean it's gonna be great. Like even Magna Carta I wasn't really excited about. Like, yeah. Like Nas more so because Nas album done was so good. Mm-hmm. And that was a good move on DJ Khaled's part. But Jay and Nas, like it's it's not gonna be bad. Yeah. Like <laughs> at this point, I don't even want an album from them. I'm cool with just like a, like a verse, even though that biking verse was whack. 
That bike me. That's not. Can we count in the words like? That's why I love everything. I don't want. We're not gonna count it's that. It's not a verse. It's, and I don't know why he recorded he that on like on an it. iPhone or something. Never. I don't know why he was on that song. I don't know why Jay was. I don't know why he was on as a feature. Like why was it like featuring Jay Z? Except to and I'm like just for the clicks. A marketing yeah. click. Like what? Like mm-mm. even with Drake in the throne, like Jay Z probably did like two bars and then uh, kind of was like, oh, I finished this. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was confused there too, but for the biking song, I'm I don't even yeah I don't know why he wasn't needed like and Ty- Tyler had a verse though right yeah it was it was pretty hard I guess yeah but that's all that was needed like I don't know why Jay had that piece yeah it felt so extra no I appreciate that it was Frank like Frank can get Jay to do shit like and right? I feel like that's what it was look I can get Jay to do that. like uh with the first episode of Blonde like I I just re listened to the first episode of Blonde like he randomly got Jay to interview him and he was talking about like uh like technology today and like labels and everything today and that was just really interesting that he could just pull jay in to do that i wonder why i don't know that tells you like the connects he has yeah which is which is the industry if you Mm -hmm. have the connects you're gonna go far yeah frank ocean's industry plant no i was joking but with our our rappers making us wait like this so like like I tweeted it and I was thought I was the only one, but I was like Cole and the whole wait till February bullshit. Nas and the Nas album done. Like y'all two are just disrespectful for playing with my feelings. I mean, yeah, I think it's just it could just be behind the scenes stuff, like what says with the the labels and everything. That's fine. Are you Still. excited for the Sizz album? I like SZA. I mean, I like like yeah, like yeah. excited takes a lot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the only album I've ever been extremely anticipating. Is what Prince, what so. albums are you like coming out for the rest of the year? What albums are you anticipating? No. I, oh, I just like them to drop, or like an or like someone you haven't heard from a while that you're excited to see besides Crit. Mm, that's all I got. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm also like, I listen to a lot of old. Like, I, I'm, I get stuck in music, so new music. Oh, so you'll go back a bit. I go back. Like, I, I'll, I'll replay shit yeah. all the time. Like, so new music, it's like, it's like, okay, let's see if you make it in the rotation. Like, yeah. Will it be good? Like, Joey made it. Like, it felt classic. It felt great. Yeah. Um, I'm not like that's why like now I kind of want to listen to like younger like really like you're not even out here yet music like artists oh like SoundCloud artists yeah they like, like, like have like more a, SoundCloud like a artists. sizzle like I, that's what I've been doing lately yeah with uh with people like I just got into this guy uh Teza Summerman or I, I'm I'm gonna look up his name right now but he has this really cool song called Girlfriend and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, like about telling this girl to like leave her boyfriend like fuck that nigga basically it's yeah. really good because i i got into it because no i get into songs lately because i'll hear a remix on soundcloud and i'm like what is this song right exactly and then, yeah see i'm still learning how to use soundcloud because yeah. i wanted to just give me music i just follow like, so many people like i'll just follow anybody yeah or i uh, definitely like finding suggested songs or artists you like and finding songs they liked mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good like pathway to find stuff okay yeah I like do like Keishonata like you find out what Keishonata likes and then you go you dove into those artists yeah or, and stuff like that like then I could be young and yeah. trendy and talk to all the yeah. young people about this young music just seeing what's going on in the streets because everyone has you know what I'm mad about wait uh one last thing are you excited about what no how do you feel about the Bryson Taylor album I haven't listened yet you haven't I heard mixed reviews. I heard actually negative reviews. I've heard a lot of negative reviews, and I kind of, I kind of support them. So I can't, yeah, yeah, and and I think that they're. I saw the video. The, oh, the, the video with the models. Yeah, that was really love all the melanin. So much melanin. Did you like the video? Though? I I only saw clips, oh, but okay. and I only saw the post picture where he was just sitting I mean, with all the, with the all the models. Video. It's literally him taking pictures of models. 
with his glasses that yeah. aren't probably aren't prescription. Are not prescription. <laughs> and that camera that he does he take pictures? Does he know? He how? was like they probably made all the settings for him. Like just 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 click, click. yeah, just, just click. click, just actually you know like imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, and I think my thing is when I look at artists, like I I look at you as music. I interview um, performance like that's my like gauge yeah and I think it was a Bryson Tiller interview like is he known to be cocky it's either him or Tori I can see him being no Tori okay Tory. then it's Tori and I just confuse them which Especially messes up both their brands jump shot. which messes up both their brands like Tori had an interview where he was so cocky and I was like ew <laughs> like his hairline's receding all that shit <laughs> I was like, he's like, I'm a, I'm the best. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. But, damn, sorry, Bryson. I'll give you a chance. I gotta, I gotta listen. And he's doing. He, he recently did a pop up show like at the Roxy. Who, Bryson. Of, Bryson, yeah, because. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I didn't know about it until that night. And I was like, fuck, I kind, I kind of wanted, wanted to go. To go. I kind of wanted to go. Yeah, because you, you like seeing people perform. Yeah. But Bryson shows get violent. Like I remember, I went. What to, they do? <laughs> like no, I remember I went to a Bryson Taylor. I said this on the last episode. Uh, I went to a Bryson Taylor show at the Observatory in Santa Ana. There were three fights before the show even started. What? And there were three girl fights. Or girl? girls, oh, girls. Three girls. Okay, okay, okay. Three, three girl fights. Damn, Bryson, you got aggressive ass girls out yeah. here. <laughs> girls over here. No, I feel like the girls are most aggressive at the shows. Like I remember, I went to a Frank Ocean show like around when Channel Orange came out. Girls were so aggressive to get in and get out and see Frank. And everything it was wild yeah i don't want to deal with that yeah i don't like that i don't like fighting yeah. i like to all my life i had to fight i'm not trying to fight to see you on stage Mm-mm. like what y'all think like what are they fighting for like to touch him yeah i think at one point i was i was really into that about being front, front row, row. oh yeah that quickly faded i was par- yeah i was paranoid about, about that at first it has to be the right artist like if i love that artist i'll do it but for most of the time see, i, don't I, really I won't even do it no more like Let's talk about our shows experience shit let's, while we're let's, let's do that. So like, I love doing that. Yeah, like I first because I didn't go to many concerts, but being in Austin, like South by Southwest, yeah. And, but that shit was expensive. But I found a way to get free bad. Like I was volunteering to get free badges. Yeah. So that was when I first started going to shows, and so then I'm pushing to the front, mm-hmm. and like, and I would always push. Like, the first time that I realized I didn't want to be in the front was a J Cole show at South by, and it was because we were first in there. And it was like the balcony has a beautiful view. I'm looking at the balcony because you it's just like, got to turn around. Yeah. Like, well, it's like at the bottom, it's all general admission, right? So you're standing and you're fighting and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the balcony seats, and I'm like, I could just sit right at the front of that balcony because it was like everyone just bum rush in. Exactly. And there's no one up there yet. Why would I not do that? Dose to be so close that he's like right here, which was great. I got great pictures. Yeah. But I was like, that's no. what I cared about at first. Like, like the just, pictures. Yeah. Just yeah. Stand on Instagram, like, like in oh, media. look how close I was. Like, yeah. At this point, I don't care anymore. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. this Wale concert. I just went to we I got it was general admission which was weird general admission balcony seating but we got a perfect seat it was great view I was like I write down venues that have good views from the top Mm -hmm. so that I can be comfortable oh that's smart and experience the show because it's like you don't need to be up close to see everything exactly and it was the greatest experience like he it was a great show get a beer and chill and a good performer speaks to those top people Mm -hmm. so it's like get it yeah yeah Get a beer, a henny, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just chill. Like, or even some artists get so wild, like it becomes a fucking mosh pit. I don't. And I hate so Jay Z and Kanye, South by Southwest. That was also. Oh, was this like Watch the Throne? It or, was Watch the. Or, they did Watch the Throne. It was a surprise, like Samsung damn, partnership. Damn, that's incredible. Like, it was great, but it wasn't. Literally, we had to be there at eight a.m. So first, I had to find someone with the Samsung. 
then oh. I had to get make them want to go because the person with a Samsung has a plus one, so you get two wristbands to go. Okay, I see. So you had to wait in line at eight a.m. to get the wristbands. Mind you, people lined up the day before, so, so that camping overnight, yeah, wrapped around. So hours, and I think it opened at maybe ten or twelve. So we spent I don't even know how many hours just to get the wristband. Then you got like maybe an hour or two before you're like, well, shit, I need to get in line for the show because it's general admission and mm-hmm. if you want to get up close. So then we spent hours standing in line. Then like my back was hurting so bad towards the end of the show. Like everything in my body was like, if those, I had, there was two guys in front of us, Teddy and, Teddy and, Teddy and Ray. I don't know. These Shout two out guys, Teddy and Ray. Like they were like the funniest people and they rolled up in the show on their Samsung phone and they made everything better for me. Then Jay-Z and Kanye started a mosh pit right where we were standing and I was Pissed. I was so angry. Yeah, that's why I can't really go oh to like Travis Scott shows. No, or like, like XXX Tentacion no. shows. Like I'll be in the balcony, get, I'm, drinking a beer, yeah, chilling, yeah. looking at y'all. Like that looks great for the camera. Yeah, fuck that. Camp Flog. Now we tried to get to the front for ASAP Rocky. Dumbest decision we ever tried to do. Literally, me and my friend, it was like we had to part. We're holding hands, mm-hmm. and she's get, getting taken away with the crowd. And I'm like, I cannot yeah. do this anymore. I must let you go now. And I had to like, my heart will go on. Like my heart <laughs> will go on. And I was like, I have to get out of this. I have to get out of this shit. I'm fighting through the crowd to get to the back. You hear the lights come on. The show starts. I was like, no. Yeah, you're only good if you're like directly in the front and you have the railing oh, to support if you, you if you have the because first concept method man and red man that's the only way you're the good railing. that's the like, only way you're good the only because you can breathe and exactly you can hold it down oh yeah that, that sucks too when you have to like put your head up exactly. like that and you have to breathe yo that's it that was flogged it was terrible like literally you were suffocating because everyone mm-hmm. and when the show started and everyone was pushing me i'm like i'm just trying to get out I'm just trying to get yeah. But yeah, like it was the first, the one I had a railing was, it was actually one of my first, first concerts. Um, with it was Method Man. It was like a Def Jam reunion. How old were shit. you? How were... No, this was like 2014. Yeah, I didn't really get, I didn't really go to my first show until until college. It was, it was a Lupe show. It was a, it was a laser show. It was Lupe, I think Wale, Miguel. That's a good show. It was, yeah. One thing I remember the most about Miguel is he had like, he had a microphone stand and it looked like a dildo, but it was glowing. That's so awkward. It was very, it was very weird. But <laughs> I'm I w- like, that's. Uh... But yeah, it was a good show. It was, uh, and then oh. I think the one after that was I went to go see Gambino because I've probably seen Gambino so many times I've lost count. Uh, and this was during the I think the camp phase because yeah. I got into him right after he did the I Am Donald tour yeah. where, where he basically did the comedy and then he did uh, Childish Gambino. But that was a really good time, and then. At that time, I was so pressed to being up, up front. Yeah. But at this point, I don't really care anymore. No. Probably the only time I would care is maybe if I saw him again. That's probably the only person I'd probably wait in line. To, and get in the Yeah, front to get in the front. But most people, I don't care. Yeah. If it's like a general admission, a low, like everyone's yeah. at Would you care about level. seeing J. Cole like front and center? I did. Though. That's what, so that was South by show. Yeah. I did. Like, because um, that was the one where I was, we were early in. So I was like, do I stand mm-hmm. here or do I go to the balcony and be comfortable? And I chose to stand there. And it was great. Like it was like when he it was like one of those things where and for some reason before concerts I never eat. So yeah. I mean, I, and I'm I'm good. And like, you have to worry about going to the bathroom. There's so much, and I'm good for passing out, which is bad. And a guy what? did pass out next to me at the J Cole show, but I was like, but when the show starts, adrenaline's pumping. So it was yeah, like, you just it's forget about. It. And then yeah. once it's over, you're like, oh shit, my legs hurt. Once it's over, yeah. you're like, get me home, yeah. Uber, Uber. Do not pass go. Get me home mm-hmm. now. 
But I can't even do Ubers at concerts anymore because I'm not waiting for the fucking Uber. Like, I got to get in the car and go. Like, I cannot. I'm cranky. Because it's like once all the adrenaline goes down, you realize you're hungry, you're tired, your body hurts. You're mm-hmm. like, nah, nah. No, this is one of my pet peeves. I fucking hate those people that once they leave, they, they're chanting one more song. Like, get the fuck oh, out of okay, here. okay, I'm those people. I hate those Cause people. I'll, but if I'm comfortable, I'll stand. Yeah. I'm like, because... They usually do one more. Most of the time they do. <laughs> they, but, they usually but already got it in then, the lineup. But then and you it's see like, the lights. Just play with the but, theater. But then there's those times where the lights are back on and they're still chanting one more song. Okay, like, then it's like, no, you clearly it's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, if, the it's, fuck if it's clear it's not happening, I'm like, yeah. all right. How all close right. are you for the, the J. Cole show? Are you, are you close? Oh, are you, no, I'm in the balcony. I'm oh. comfortable. I'm chill. I looked up. So there's this website where you can it's like find my seat or views from my seat. Dot com. I think they kind of do that on on StubHub. Like they'll show, they'll kind of show it. Sometimes. But like actual view, like someone. Oh, so like, it's like a crowdsource where people take pictures for the view from their seat Yo, at that venue, so you dope. can see the stage. So I was got when I got the tickets, I was like, I basically checked the view, and it doesn't look bad at all. So mm-hmm. I was like, good, because I'm a chill for this show. Like yeah. I'm gonna roll up, and be there, because that was like my first solo show. Eh. But um, mm-hmm. so I'm a chill and just and just. Listen to Cole do his thing. Are you going to the Kendrick show, the the Jam Tour? Nah, nah. And I'm, I'm holding my monies for um. What was I waiting on? Well, Flognar. Trying to see if I want to go back to Flognar. Uh, well, no. Now I have. Oh my, wait, are you going to FYF? No, nah, I've never Don't. done FYF. I'm going this year. Like I'm really who's excited the, about who's it. Who's the headliner? Uh, Missy. Frank is gonna be there. Is this a Missy thing? Yeah, Missy's gonna be there. Uh, Trav is gonna be there. Trav yeah. Quest. I'm excited for that. Frank's gonna be there. So far, I don't know if he's gonna back out like he did last year. Uh, <laughs> No shots to Frank. Uh, uh, I think some other people like Banks, Run the Jewels. Yeah. A lot of people I'm excited. Like, FYF always has a really good lineup, so that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know. Like, right now, my new strategy for this summer of me trying to fill my itch of wanting to go to shows is to um, wait till the last minute and see if people are trying to let go of tickets. That's how it usually goes down. I've never yeah. done that before. I usually just, because I like to be secure. I, I like know some know people, like, they going. really get into it. Like, they'll buy an extra ticket just to sell one. I might, and I thought about doing that. I might that, start doing that. But I hate, I hate the resale. I hate any resale game. Like, yeah. there's something about it. It's sketchy. It's it's just that, I don't, it's, it's like one, especially for me, it was the chance tickets. Like, he lowered the price on purpose and for you all to resell them at that price was so disrespectful. But for him to backdoor and buy the tickets back and sell mm-hmm. them back, like that's beautiful. So I, that's why it's like I can't bring my heart to either pay resale prices or um, resell. But yeah. I probably will because shit, to resell one ticket to pay for your ticket is kind of nice. Exactly. It depends on who it is and what the price yeah. is and da da da. Like you can get some good money out of it if, right. it's, if it's the right show. But I, oh, wait, Solange is going to be there too at FYF. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much FYF though? Um, I don't know. I haven't done it yet, so I just I'll... yeah. I've been trying to go for like the longest time, but festivals are one of the things where I don't want to go to by myself. Like I'm cool with going to a concert by myself, but yeah. I don't want to go to a festival by myself. Yeah, that's 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 a little yeah. Hard. That, I, I mean, I don't like going. That's to that's not fun. Yeah, because you're gonna just be there all day. I'm almost well. The thing is, I'm kind of I'm moving away because from doing South by Southwest so many years, um, I'm moving away from festivals because I want to see the artists like. In the show, so the one thing I regretted a little bit about the J Cole first time I saw J Cole at South by is that it was it was basically a stop on 2014 tour. But I the hate tw- when they do that. So it was, but it was lower, like so it was lower, like he didn't have the stage, he didn't have like it wasn't a 2014 show. Oh, it was a very intimate show. It was a small. Well, it wasn't. It was small. It was just like the glitz and gl- like the show wasn't. It was him coming to do songs mm-hmm. on like just stop. Mm-hmm. Versus if I would have bought tickets to see 
the stage production, how he wanted to tell the story, like the whole show. Yeah. I would have much rather have paid and seen that than mm-hmm. gotten the free Cole doing his thing show, you know? Did like, you ever? Oh, wait, go ahead. Like the house, like the, when I saw the documentary and I saw all the shit, like I was like, damn, yeah, I want to Yeah, that production see, and everything, yeah. I want to see how, I love stage design. Mm-hmm. God, I love stage that's design. That's what, yeah. No, what, that's a good that's a good uh, transition. What's been an impressive stage design that you've seen recently? Recently, or or one that stands out to you? I'll say one. I'll go first. Okay. All uh, right. I went to go see Gallant last year, and that was really good. What he, was uh, the stage? Uh, it was re- it was just really set up. It was a lot of it was very. It was very modern. It just, it just looked like a living room, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, had, oh. he had like this golden chandelier. He had like all these lamps and like a TV that didn't work and a nice couch and everything. Word. And that was really cool. But if but my all time my favorite stage setup was definitely the because the internet tour mm-hmm. where because uh, of course the concept is Donald Glover being the boy and having like this mansion. But it was like it was like a couch set up on the stage and basically he had he just had homies on the stage watching him perform on a couch. Like like he was wow. like friends That's were on a couch just watching him perform and then he had a piano he had all this other stuff and then eventually part of the production was that he kicks the people out of the off the stage uh-huh. like he's like get the fuck out of my house and they just leave they get off the couch and they leave uh-huh. and was then, it a small show or was it a big venue it was a bit uh, it was semi big okay. I, I didn't I didn't see it here I saw it in on the East Coast so mm-hmm. it was I can't really say a place in LA that where it was uh, but he even had do you even know about the app too that he had. For Pharaohs? Yeah, no, not for Pharaohs. For oh, because life. the internet. For no. uh, because the internet. I wasn't a big childish. Oh, that's my guy. Like I'm. Yeah, I, I see that you got but, childish and Frank are your guys. Yeah, I mean Frank's Frank's cool. You said Frank a lot in this podcast. I did. I think it's just because <laughs> I met Frank today. I think it's just because I met Frank in the past week. But anyone else is who else is my guy? I, uh, damn, I can't really think of who else is my guy. Maybe Pharrell. I'm not a huge Pharrell fan, but I love I love his impact. I wasn't I wasn't was an NERD fan. Yeah. I, I wasn't either. Like I didn't even know about like they grew up in Virginia and I'm from Virginia, but I didn't really grow up on their music. Yeah. Well, maybe their production, but I wasn't a huge NERD fan. But yeah. I grew up on Neptune's production. I think recently stage design. I'm gonna have to give it the coloring book tour. Um, oh, with the with the puppets and everything. That shit was magical. Like. I just didn't expect it. Like it was, it was so good. I didn't, cause I'm like, I had like to see one person like enchant. Like he just, he did the hell out of that show. The puppets added, the stage, the set, the story, everything was. Yeah, like the drum puppet, so all that stuff. Yeah. amazing. Like for, cause that was for like a big outside venue, which I feel makes it feel even less. Um, connected to the art like the bigger the venue the more open the space mm-hmm. i think the more you kind of feel a little disconnect from the artist but when artists find a way to include everyone and put make themselves bigger and make their show bigger so that you feel like you're watching that was mm-hmm. what that show was and that was amazing yeah stage presence is incredible like oh asap too um at camp flognog because they oh like, yeah the like the two stage the, thing yeah, like yeah, 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 with the giant controller. It was like the giant, giant. Game Boy. It was like a giant. No, like I, okay, we're, we're talking about. Two oh no! Games. So they um whatever their new initiative is. Oh shit! Not Ace. It's are you talking it's, about that company that he has? Yeah, it's the company. I uh, I know it. I a, follow A E G A. Yes, or something like it's that. It's one more letter. I'm missing a letter. There, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about because there's a dude that I follow on Instagram that works for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, whatever the other letter is, it's like that little gaming thing. And so they took so at the at Camp Vlog now they had like a gamer room that was kind of sponsored, I guess, quote unquote, by them. And so it was like a little like indoor space where you could go a little arcade. 
Um, but they took that onto the stage and they had like the background was like a giant screen and there was like this giant controller that made a second stage and then like they would come out and they would just lose their, it was so, like that shit was lit. I was like that. I just, I never realized how much I love stage design. Like I always have, but something about it is just amazing. And then, um, Netflix, have you watched Abstract? On Netflix, we're on episode thirteen. I still haven't seen Abstract. This, Are like, you fucking kidding this me? This is a running. This is like a running bit every time because every episode basically someone you can't asks me, talk to creatives and not have seen Abstract. It's a running gag. <laughs> we're on episode thirteen, Dar- and I still haven't. Daryl. I still haven't seen it. You shouldn't do another episode until you see Abstract. Next episode, you should. You should. You should like next episode. Punish I will yourself. See it. Next episode, I will watch it. This is. It's like, but it's a lot of episodes. I mean, it's not a lot. How many episodes is it? It's a series. I think it's, there's like six. Or, I want to say. It doesn't matter. It's magic. The stage design. God, I didn't, because there's there's one, like, I've always looked at these stage sets, and I was like, I love this one. I love, and to know that there was, that one woman was behind them all, I was like, you were my idol, and I didn't even know it. That's why earlier when you asked me questions about, like, who do I like? And I was like, it, I don't really yeah. know them until I know who's behind it. And then mm-hmm. I'm like. You're the person. Like, I can't say Beyonce for her stage set. Maybe she helped, like, but it's yeah. the person behind Like, her. the producer and all that. Like, yeah. Like, what's her name? The producer that did the Lemonade video, and she also did, like, all this other stuff. This yeah, black yeah. woman. I oh, I don't know her name. Uh, we talked about her one time. Do but, I? no, another stage pre- uh, design I like is Anderson Pax. He had, like, a motel stage set up. Oh, and, see, and basi- I like on the show. And basically, like... You were coming out of the. Uh, he was coming out of the motel, mm-hmm. and there were all these different scenes. Like it looked kind of like, uh, like you know how Tyler Perry would do those stage setups. Oh, it looked, it looked like a play. Exactly, yeah. it looked like a play basically. And then that's dope. Yeah, that was really cool. Okay, that gives me lots of ideas. yeah. Um, that's why I like paying for the artist mm-hmm. set tour show yeah. versus going because most of my artists I've seen are festivals, which is just the exactly. stage. Exactly, festivals are so yeah. That it definitely kills the it, kills the vibe of it's it. It's so different. But what's good about it is that it's good to see an artist not have all his uh, bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And can you put on a good show? Mm-hmm. Like, like I and I, I'll talk about that method in red performance forever because it's like they're old. And they're about to be out. Like, you're in your 40s. You got a good. And they gave their heart. And I was talking to some girls the other day that about, they just saw Redman. And they're like, he's so old, but he has so much. And I was like, yeah. Like, they still, when you get them together, they still show up. Yep. And to have no glitz and glamour, they all they had was water bottles and towels. Like, back in the day, they had harnesses. They had suits. They had all kinds of mm-hmm. shit. But I love, that's what the good thing about festivals is to see an artist do their thing. Because I saw Migos at South By, and I was like, nope. Y'all are not performing. Yeah, shit like that. Uh, I hate when it's nothing but the performer and a DJ. Like, give me something more. You got. Like, you got to give me energy. Like, yeah. You got like Big Sean did great. Like, you got to climb on yeah, some shit. I feel like shit, Big Sean puts on, on a good, some shit. Like, on a good show. You've got to interact with your audience. You can't just rap yeah. the song. Like, man, that's sweet. Probably one of the worst performances I saw was Blue. Like, you know the rapper Blue. No. Bl Blu. He's he's from here too. I. Uh, He's from LA. Well, but you just shitted on his life. No, I mean, <laughs> well, he performed in Virginia. Oh. I, I saw I saw him perform in Virginia. Like so a, it was a while ago. A, yeah, like like maybe I was in college when it happened, so it had to be four years ago. Uh, he was performing at some kind of kind of nightclub, and basically he he didn't even remember most of the words, but he would just oh, perform. Never he, mind. It's he was fault. like talking into the mic, like do 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 do. Like he was like you can really hear him fully, and then it just it was just a terrible show. 
boy, but, you step it up. Have but you gotten on, better? Have you have you paid attention to see? His I progress? would pay him to see him again because one of his favorite, one of his best albums that I like called uh, "Below the Heavens," mm-hmm. the tenth anniversary is coming up in there. He's doing a, a ten year anniversary show at the Regent coming up, so maybe I'll go to that. We'll see. I think you should. Yeah. Depending on how. Well, I love the album. I'm also holding on to my pennies right now. I love so the album. Like, so yeah, I'm trying to hold on because. Loki, I want to just I want to travel next year, so I'm trying to save my money to try to travel Word. next year. You got to cut these concerts. Off. Exactly. Like <laughs> FYF is probably the last bit of money you'll get from me. Yeah, you got to cut them out. Yeah, man. but there's still so much that's happening. Like Chris Rock is going on tour. I need to see Chris Rock. Yo, I do want to see that. Yeah. Like, I I want to see. I seen Kevin Hart. Um, his uh, laugh at my pain. I think, mm-hmm. but I want to see another arena. Yeah. like big. Yeah, I've seen Chris Rock perform randomly because I went to go see. There was like a thirty dollars Dave Chappelle show like years ago here, and and Chris Rock randomly came. This was when he was hosting the Oscars, and he was just performing. He was just he was just practicing bits there. So that that was that kind of counts. But that's dope. You need to let me know about these practice bits. Yeah. Um. So I was talking to someone, um, and they said that they feel that stand up comedy should only be intimate. Like it, it should, should be, be, yeah. Like small. it's one of the places where you can allow cell phones. It's like one of the few experiences. But where... like, like even size wise, like arena, like they don't oh. agree with like specials and arena, like large. Like it should only yeah. be like the comedy store, Hollywood Improv, mm-hmm. like small set. I do get that, like because at some point it does get, become too much. Like, uh, like with Kevin Hart, like your your routine basically has to be perfect for it to work that way, where you've worked on it so much that you could perform at the stadium. But yeah. at this point, I feel like it has to build up, like. You have to like you have to have the intimate intimate ones, and then it builds up, builds up, builds up until your routine becomes more and more complete and put together. Yeah, that's interesting. Like when he said that, I was like, "That's interesting," because it's like because you're able to connect faster with the person. Yeah. But I was like, "But it's it's people like Kevin Hart, and even like um, Hassan Minaj just had a, he has a great special on Netflix right now wow, where he kind of does. Is he is he on the Daily Show? Yeah. That's why I think I've seen his name when I, in a headline today. Yeah, probably. I mean, he like he's kind of he's out here now, like from the Daily Show, and he did um, the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. and then he has this special that all worked like in his favor to promote himself. Mm-hmm. But the special's really good, and it's very choreographed. But the storytelling is like it's so. What I love about it, it's seamlessly seamlessly choreographed, and the storytelling is perfection. Gotcha. Like, but. And so that's and that's how you make yourself as a comedian bigger to have to make the whole thing feel intimate, even as I'm watching it, not even in the arena. But that does take a lot of time and a lot of practice to get to that point. So it's like this kid, the guy who told me this, like wanted to be a comedian and he's like young or whatever. And so I was like, I think you're kind of just you can't fathom what it would be like to capture an audience that large yet. It's like going to a concert. Like, it's an, like that'd be kind of dumb to say that you go to every single concert and I just want 20 people at the show. You kind of want to expand your art to as many people as possible that are But you got to be, back to performances, you got to be able to grab attention or make it yeah. work for people to be stay engaged. Yeah. Oh, we've been talking for a minute. Good. Yeah, I do like, I do like this. It's been so natural to, uh, we'll probably close out pretty soon, but... One question that I like to ask near near the end of every show is, uh, what's something this week that you've that you've hated, that you've loved, you've hated, and you've created this week? Yeah, they like loved and hated is most likely what you've experienced, and then something you've created. Damn, that's heavy. Um, loved, oh, hated, and created. It doesn't even have to be like creative wise. Like yeah. may, maybe like you love the fact that, uh, you love the fact that. 
such and such happened or that someone finally released a song or that that your dog's went okay this is a hypothetical dog right yeah. right loved loved i'm really on it right now loved that i found frozen gumbo in my freezer that i brought from home my mama's gumbo what? oh my god gumbo any time of the year is amazing warmed it up great shout out to finding food because i'm country and i pack food when i go home to texas and bring it back to la Love that I found that. Great Wait, how do you fit that? How do you fit that on the flight, or how does that work? Oh, you just put it. You just freeze it. Put it in a little cooler. I have a little um, fold-out cooler that's actually for beer, but it folds up really nicely. What? Put it in your uh, check your bag. It's that's <laughs> dope. Yes, shout out to my country family, Louisiana, both Texas stand up. Um, yeah, because my cousin does it every Thanksgiving. She lives in D.C. and she always takes food back home. So I was like, if she I need can to do figure it, that out. Oh, it's not hard. It, don't worry, just freeze it. I got to freeze yeah. it and it'll make it anyway. Oh yeah, it just lasts the whole flight. Yeah. Yeah, it lasts. And you, it's a little, you just need a little insulation. Um, loved. Okay, that was love. Hated work right now. Like these hours are just killing me. Um, this project is killing me, but it'll be worth it. Hopefully, work. Um. And then what created? Yeah. Um, created. So we talked a little bit earlier, though, like being able to do my first like kind of bigger podcast interview for a, another po- podcast promoted on one podcast. But mm-hmm. Like I told you, working on this other, um, working with this girl in New York on a platform called uh, Stay Hungry, merging uh, food and hip hop. And being able to shameless and, plug. Sh- no, not shameless. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah no, shameless, no. shameless, shameless. Yeah, plug it. Plug um, it if you want. I don't care. And um, so the, there's a podcast that she start. We started called Everybody Eats, and it's all like inspired by um, you know, paid in full, um, and got to do my first record in, first our first LA record because she's based on the East Coast in New mm-hmm. York. So found these two dope ass women who um, created their own, started their own barbecue company called Trojan Grill Barbecue, which for me, I was like, why Trojan? Then I realized USC Trojan stand up. This is a big deal for y'all, which Mm -hmm. I get it. So um, they're college um, graduates from USC. One of them actually played basketball for USC and they're married and they started this. Maybe you played with Lil Romeo. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) They started this, uh, this here, um barbecue company and it's a family affair like literally she invited me over to the house um they had the whole family there they included the whole family on the podcast they facetimed their mama in they cooked for us like that creating that like that was amazing like it was so amazing to hear their story dig deep into who they are and to find these genuine authentic people that their food is so good like oh and they catered the summer 16 tour so it was perfect for the podcast like it's perfect content um that was dope hella dope really excited to go and cut edit that after i leave here I, uh, i've been thinking about it should i share mine too like with every week should i share something i loved hating created myself i don't know it's up to you I, I think if it moves you i feel like it does move me and it, i don't know it, it probably gives me a chance to share some stuff about myself yeah uh let's see something especially if you have big ones i mean they, they're kind of big or they're personal things that i'm proud of yeah. so or things I hated. Something I loved this week was definitely. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna look through my topics because I saw some shit that I thought was cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is me cheating. Uh, something I loved this week. Oh, uh, Brockhampton. They dro- they dropped a new music video called Star. Mm-hmm. They're these like there's these there's this collective from 
they live in Inglewood, basically, but they're all these guys from all over. And they did a show at South by maybe a, a couple years ago. But they're this collective that I really like. One thing I talk about in this podcast is collectives. I, I still want to have my own collective. And shout out, shout out to Marvin. We were talking about this a couple of episodes ago about this idea of creating collectives and finding people that go on the same path as you and you create something dope together. Mm-hmm. So that's that's still a dream of mine. But can there be too many collectives? There can be, but but there but at the same time there are too many creatives, so at the same time there's gonna be too many collectives. But if there's too many creatives, then what is a creative? What Damn, like creative? where are you going? Okay. Uh, I told I, you I, I, <laughs> I like interviewing you're, people. You're throwing I'm my pro. Let me answer your question. What another question? I just be <laughs> uh but a lot of creators. That's the same. No, we were having this interesting conversation about creative directors too. Like, there's too many creative directors. Like, coming from the advertising world, and you're looking outside. Exactly. Like, oh, like, oh, you're a creative director. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Oh, you didn't, you didn't earn that term. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't on earn your that. LinkedIn profile. Exactly. Oh, okay. I don't care. Unemployed. Or, or I'm a, I'm a cre- <laughs> no. Those words get so, uh, get so vague these days. Bastardized. Like, creator and uh, creative director. Because that is true. What is a creator? What is a what is a creative director? It's almost like saying I'm a person. It like, is. Yeah. I'm a person. Yeah. Okay. Good for they're you. They're almost Matt. trying to identify themselves, and they're like, I'm not. I'm not black. I'm white. I'm human. Don't come for logic. I didn't. No. <laughs> Everybody. People. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Logic. I love you. I love how positive you are. <laughs> rhetoric. Rhetoric. I love you, Chase. Chase. The whole crew. I love y'all. Everybody. People. Yeah. <laughs> Black. black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. We black and proud. I'm black and proud. I'm black and proud. Logic. Uh, no one will ever question if you're black yeah. anymore. Like we love you. Like black, white, whatever. We love you. <laughs> uh, something I hated this week was, damn, what is something I hated this week? Oh, I uh, this is something personal, but uh, I I ran into car trouble again. I keep I keep get, having car trouble oh, lately. So uh, so I'm tired of paying all, for all these Ubers to and from work. Yeah, so up. that's something I hated. Uh, something Are you like, looking for a new car? I don't want to. Like, I, I think it's. I uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. But I've had this car for maybe five years. It shouldn't be time to get a new car yet. Is it a new? Was it a new car? Then? It was used. I was gonna say that. Yeah, what's, it was, what's cost? I'm all for investment. What cost you more? A car note or fixing an Uber's? We will see. We'll see at the end of the year. But yeah, I'm, I've, I haven't. I'm getting. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Okay. Uh, something I created this week. I'm I'm definitely excited about this oxyhedron thing that I'm doing on Instagram, where basically I do like I animate people like rapping or singing every every week, or I'm trying to on Instagram stories. Yeah, Instagram stories. I saw that, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I was like, what is this? It's basically what I'm doing is that uh, it's kind of like a continuation of what I did with the Keeping Up with Kanye thing, mm-hmm. where basically I'm just animating artists that I like, and they're just singing a verse that from a song I like. It's it's just as simple as that. And it's creating like this 3D experience. It's taking advantage of the Instagram stories about how you basically scroll through the story. So it's basically creating this 360 view of them reciting a rap, basically. I don't know. It's something cool. I thought was in, I thought was cool, and That's I I want to be I want to be consistent with it. Yeah. So uh, I've done one with Kendrick. I've done one with Logic, and then yeah, I saw the Logic. Yeah, one. and then I'll do one with uh I don't want to say the artist just yet, but I'm working on one this weekend. Hopefully, I, Secret Daryl. Yeah, and then hopefully I will release it around the same time this podcast comes out, and then I have a special one coming out on Friday. A special one. A special one coming out on Friday that uh, I'll take. If you know, uh, you Sorry. might you might already know who. 
because it's exclusive. It's it's related to it's related to them specifically. So specifically, if you're a good guesser, then I'm excited. He wants y'all to guess. Yeah, I want you to guess. Drop it in the comments. Yeah, drop it in the comments. <laughs> follow me on SoundCloud. Follow follow this uh this podcast at soundcloud.com backslash the deluxe version. Or deluxe. we are also on iTunes on the on the podcast app. iTunes podcast. Yeah. No shameless plug, because it's my fucking podcast. What makes a plug shame? Why shame? What? What are we all Say my shame. Is social, Say my shame. What is social media but a plug? Social media is nothing but a plug. Every part of it. We're nothing but plugs lately, because everything... That, let's talk about that. What is a resume but a plug? A resume. <laughs> you are Jaden Smith in this this entire interview. <laughs> I love that. Jaden asks great questions, bro. Yeah. Jaden... Oh wait! Speak, while we're talking about shows, I saw Willow Smith a couple weeks ago. What is she doing? No, uh, I saw her perform with uh, this other guy, oh, a- Alex. Her perform? Yeah, she was performing. She, I like how she still embraces with my hair, but she'll do like this dope acoustic ver- acoustic version of it. I was wondering because yeah. I felt like she's so not that. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, she'll still embrace it, which is pretty awesome. But it was a good show. Uh, that was another time where I brought a date to a show. And how'd that one go? I mean, it, it was cool. Like we had a Let's good make time. Make that a segment I, of the I, podcast. I really talked to her. Daryl's dates. I really talked to her again, but it seemed like she had a good time. I, I just need to figure out a good time to, a good thing to take her out to again. But you haven't talked to her since. Not really. Like Daryl, I'm not like oh, girls, how'd you... girls like to talk. I don't like no. I, I've learned from experience that I'm just a terrible small talker. So I like to just. That's the same thing with real life. Practice I like I, I like to just talk with the purpose. I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, beautiful, how was your day?" All that shit. So you don't care about my day. Hey, beautiful, so, how was your day? So you don't care about my day because you wouldn't have said that if I had said that. How was your day? You don't even care. Look at you. You're like, why do I keep asking this? Like, <laughs> why, you're like you... what's the purpose? I'm just saying that's how girls take no. that. They're like, oh, you don't want to do small, so you don't even care about my day. Well, I feel like they they get everyone to ask that day, like kind of like how girls will say. All right, they're get, they get but if tired they of like it. a guy, they want that guy to ask them. They want to tell you Touché. about their day. They want you to know for like so only certain friends get certain parts of my day. Well, it's just saying. What's well, four p.m. on a Saturday? I feel like what have you done today? No, I was I was taking the role yeah. of the girl. Like you say, you didn't care about her day or anyone. You don't like if that's the. Point. I mean, it was cool. It was a good time. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't worth it yet. Yeah, she wasn't. No, a lot of these girls that I've taken wait, up. You better not, wait like a month after this podcast to hit her up. She don't, if she hears this. She I mean, I haven't talked to her in a month, so maybe. Oh, I'll shit. Say, Never mind. Yeah. She's on to the next. She got the number still. Oh, Daryl. Last time I heard phone works You both don't ways. care about her day. Is the La- end of this. <laughs> last time I heard, last time I, I remember phone works both ways. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's all about who cares more. Yeah, exactly. It's all about who cares. No, I hate that we live in a world where you, where it almost sucks to care more. Like, have you read well, Have you read Aziz's book? No. Oh, his audio book is really good. Where he talks about, uh, like he was talking about the texting relationship. How basically the last person to text wins. Last person to not text wins. I mean, that's the way we look at things, but it like, is we real, shouldn't. Yeah, like it's, it's terrible that we think problem. that way. It's terrible that we think that way. Like it's. If I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. So that's yeah. why I'm texting you. Like, that's the reason. Like, I care about you as a person. So I'm going to, like, it shouldn't be a game. But it is. And when you make it a game, then I check out. Bye. Yeah. Like, because it's, then you don't want to talk or to I just me. Or like, I just don't like shitty texters, period. What's your love language? <laughs> How, wait. What do, what do you mean? So did you know that there's love languages? No. Is so there everyone, a test? Is there a there's test? a test. Yeah. All right. Yeah, send me the link. I'll, I'll take the okay, test. Okay. You got to take the test. So you got to find out your love language because... 
that is what because like my love language is time so like that's why i like to sit wait and talk what are the options what are the options time um gifts oh shit i gotta look it up acts of service time gifts acts of service i don't want to lie let me find yeah i might have to take this test after this because i'm curious as to what you because clearly <laughs> sorry it's not talking uh, love languages. What language do you speak? The five love languages. Oh, that's a book. No one wants to buy a book on it. We just want the website. Discovering How much is a book? I don't know. $10. Oh, man. That's too much. Um, Give me my options. Yeah, I don't want it. I already took the quiz. I already know mine. Damn, I hate when the internet makes everything difficult. Like, you know what I want. Oh, do you want the password? Oh, I do need the password. I've been here oh. using my data. See? Oh, I mean, I don't want to say it on air. Oh, uh, well, well, it's too late now. I'll write it. Wait, hold on. I don't even have paper. Okay. <laughs> Gift giving, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. I'll say words of affirmation. That's my guess. My guess is words of affirmation. You just say you don't like talking to people. But when I say it, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I see that. I, I, think... can't, I can't just tell you I love you right off the jump. Like, you got to earn my love. Damn. Mine was quality time. There was, like, the quiz gives you, How like, How long a, is this quiz? It's short. It okay. gives you, like, a prior priority and then, like, a secondary. Mine was quality time and acts of service. That's pretty cool. But it's really, it's like how you show love. Like, oh. and it's cool to know someone how someone show love because, the problem is we read into people the way we see ourselves. Like we read into what we care about, oh. but if you read into what they care about, then you're like, then you don't care about yeah. why they don't Maybe text you be... back. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, his whole thing is actually when he texts you, he means it. Yeah. So that, you know, that's why the girl you're going to fall in love with, you're going to like text her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh my God. She's going to be like, why you keep texting me? I can't help it, babe. Love you. Yeah. I. Yeah, we've been talking for a minute. Are there you have any clothing remarks? No. Any you wanna you wanna shamelessly plug your your social media to the fifteen twenty listeners? Shout out to all the fifteen twenty <laughs> listeners. Um, sure. Because I think that's like my my rounding average every time I check SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to average. Or it really depends on the guest. Because like sometimes like uh, when Marvin came on, we got crazy numbers. Out of yeah. Nowhere. Shout out to Marvin. I uh, will give you at least. Three people. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Much appreciated. All right, shout out to these three people that are about to listen. Y'all need to follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, that's all. K underscore Danette, D-A-N-E-T-T-E. I'm out here not doing much, chilling mostly. But um, <laughs> Danette yeah. on the net. And Twitter is fun. I get on Twitter more often now. Probably on and off Instagram because I think Instagram is poison sometimes. Because it it shows you like a world you almost can't reach. Um, that... It kind of does, uh, but like uh, I actually had a theory that it was probably one of the number one causes of depression. It is. Then... There, there's actually an article. And that came then out I with saw that, the yeah. article right after, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, shout out to Instagram for yeah. making people like sad. Instagram. All these Instagram <laughs> honeys are kind of making people feel insecure. All these people, all these, all this photography makes me insecure. Like, damn, I need to travel well, more. It just it makes you turn in exactly. It gives you these like aspirations that you're like do i yeah. really need that i feel the same way too when i see like illustrators on on see? instagram because i'm like they're so damn good i i want to be that good and then it 
it almost makes you depressed. <laughs> it's there's an inspiration and like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like sometimes Instagram just feels like a punch in the face. <sighs> yeah. It just feels like uh, and that's probably when I get off. Uh, you'll probably see me exit at the it's like a dream. It's like a dream, and then you wake up to a punch in the face, basically. Because you see all these possibilities, and then next thing you know... Well, then you go and look up, oh, I want to do that. How do I do that? And you're like, you need time, money, or resources. Exactly. Do you have those? Nope. Well, okay, all the above, all the above. You remember that song? I mean... Not saying that you didn't give me a beautiful rendition of it, but like I mean, I have to hear it. And karaoke, I'm popping. Oh, it's. I think it's about T Pain, but it's called All the Above. Oh, then probably not. I didn't listen to much T Pain. I'm gonna. I think we're gonna close out on that song. Let let me play that real quick. Okay, let's play that. All the above. All the above. All the above. All the above. I would say what's your sleeper pick, but we're we're not doing that. Sleeper pick from Joe Bun's podcast. Oh, it's by Mano. The song that's is, not T Pain. It's by Mano featuring T Pain. That's unfortunate because it's oh, it is T Pain still. Oh, this song. This is a poppy song. It is. Am I supposed to stop talking now? No, you can keep talking. Oh. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> you're keep singing. You end, do you end every podcast with karaoke? No, but I might. I might. I might this might have to become a thing. <laughs> it's the karaoke yeah, time. Yeah, this is kind of fun. <laughs> but I just don't want to take this off, off SoundCloud because I, I'm play, playing it too much. Hold on. I'm trying to get to that hook. Oh, do you both? And we don't really care about me now. <laughs> I mean, what was that one song you did? Hi Hater? Hi Hater. No, don't even know. Wait, did he do This Is This Is Why I'm Hot? No. Who did, who did This Is Why I'm Hot? I don't know. It came across my Twitter timeline the other day, and I was like, that's dope. But it's so to the point, because he, ex- he clearly explains, he's hot because he's fly, and you ain't hot because you not. But that's like disrespectful. Like, how you know I'm not fly? Oh, because I'm not fly? Yeah. What is your definition of fly? Oh, it's Mims. I got Mims and Mano confused. Oh, never mind. I yeah. didn't even know it was Mims. Yeah. I, I was like, it's not yeah. Mano. Who is it? I don't know. Yeah, but this has been fun. Wait, uh, do you have any weekend plans? What are you doing for the weekend? Working. I feel like I'm doing the same. And not on fun shit. We're yeah. on actual shit that pays the bills. Yep. Which is not the fun shit. Working, sleeping, maybe watching more Netflix and... Yeah, I started underground because if it was finishing. Oh yeah, so it got I canceled. To start it. Yeah, that's what I do. Start things. Is it good? Is it actually worth watching? Yeah. So like, I'm. I just took a break from slave shows lately. Like, I love. Like, I, I said, could see it being on own. It. I don't know. I mean, it I think it worked for WGN. They just decided not to. Honestly, but it's actually real. Like, it's it's. I never thought about slave stories as a dramatics, like as a drama. And it's like, yeah, that shit was dramatic. But then adding more drama, you're like, how much drama and how much of whatever. But I'm into the storyline. I'm committed to the characters. I got to see if they make it to freedom. And every episode is teeth gut wrenching. You're like, holy shit. Like, God, shit. I feel like because of the historical context, you kind of almost have a negative outlook on it. Because I don't think it's that likely that they're going to get free. Well, maybe yeah, with Harriet, I didn't have a negative outlook. Maybe with Harriet Tubman so actually as a, as a character now, maybe that helps. But I think is she Harriet a character? Tubman as a character? Is she a character in like the second season? I don't know. I, I literally 
I saw that it's been canceled. I saw people tweeting about it. My friend said it was really good. I decided to start it last okay. night. But shout out to Journey Smollett. Like she's yeah, she's Jesse moves. was in there for an episode or two. Oh yeah, that's right. Shout out to the brother and sister. Yeah, doing the dance Journey. Thing. She's come a long way from playing Denise on Full House. Denise on Full. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was uh, American Ashley's black friend. Yeah, she her was. and Taj Mahari. Yo, and then she they did were roll they were so lit. They like Michelle had two black friends. Like she was. She was kind of, she was low-key progressive. It, no, it's interesting to go back and watch old shows and see how they start adding diversity. So I started, we started Golden Girls. And oh. it's hella racist. Not hella racist, but it's pretty fucking borderline racist in the it. first season. Yeah. But it's so good. And then they start acting, adding more black and Hispanic and, because it's in Florida. Like, how are you not going to have yeah. diversity? But they, mm-hmm. did, but they were still true to them as old white women. Wait, like what, part of, women. what part of Florida were they in, do they say? Um... Tallahassee? No, I don't know. I I know they mentioned Boca Raton. I don't know if it was Miami though. Oh. I don't know. I don't know anything about Florida. Oh, have you heard that soulful remix of the Golden Girls intro? No, but I need that in my life. We're gonna play that too. (laughs) We're never ending this podcast. We're we're not. I'm waiting on Daryl. And and honestly, I'm not gonna cut. I'm not gonna edit this at all. Oh my gosh. What if I said something? Uh. You didn't say anything like no. You didn't see anything that was like a hot topic or... Well, we got it in headlines. soon, though, because I have to use the bathroom. I, I feel you. All right. Maybe like five more minutes. I have to use the ladies' room. Thank you for being a friend. You should edit that part out, though. People won't think I'm a lady. I'm a lady. Let's see. So we started... Shout out to the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Oh, this is, the, this is it right here. And having a pickle. A nickel for a pickle. Yo, that was fire. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, 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 yeah. Words? So we started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. This is my part right here. Okay, come on. Come on. Yes. He needs to get in the studio. He needs a mixer behind this or something. Hallelujah. That song and Robin Big, R.I.P. Big, man. That song and Robin Big's intro are the classic, most classic friendship songs. If you don't know those songs, we can't be friends. And those are so classic. Friendship is real out here. Or used to be. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. These are their stories. Don't, don't, don't. Wait, tap the mic. Oh, cool. We're still there. I might have been gone. No, I, I was getting like some kind of something. Oh. But I think we'll we're gonna back. we're gonna close out on on that here, and <clears throat> and I think that's oh, now this, it came back. This is oh yeah, there we go. And this is where we we say goodbye. Until until next time, I am Daryl the Sharp and got Kendra Croft. Kendra Croft. Yeah. And we uh, out. We close. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye. Have a great weekend, day, week. I'm out.